0: i'm kyle and i'm trevor and welcome to catching up on cinema Uh, if you're not familiar with the program catching up on cinema is a film analysis podcast wherein myself and kyle take turns introducing each other to movies and uh in this way we catch up on our cinema Uh, so it is the month of july 2020 and uh as tends to be the case around these parts we're doing a special event month Um, And Kyle, you want to tell the folks at home what it is uh, you're going to be spearheading this this month?
1: Yeah, I'll be waterboarding Trevor this month, and myself for the most part, uh, with uh, catching up on black and white. Uh, I'm going to be trying to visit movies that might be a little older. Uh, One or two might just be independent films where the uh, filmmaker decided not to uh, film in color because it was more expensive pretty specific <laughs> film uh, but uh yeah i've had uh, for some reason I, I get into moods where there's there's types of films i want to watch and for some reason um Errol Flynn and some of these older swashbuckler movies have been on my mind uh, ever since I found out Oliver Reed was in a Three Musketeers movie, which I can't wait to watch that, but I don't think it's going to be covered this month because it is in color. Um, oh, you know what I just realized? We could watch the black and chrome version of fucking Fury Road. I didn't even think about that. That falls... That count. That would count. <laughs> Same with
0: uh, Logan. Uh, oh, there's, there's a black and white a, Logan. Yeah, it was released to a Blu-ray and DVD and whatnot uh As Logan Noir, Mm. Um, I don't know that it was intended, like as was the case with Fury Road, that was supposedly like intended, like the director's vision was for it to be black and white. I don't think that was the case with James Mangold's Logan, Um, although, uh, what is it, the the Mist? I've I've heard actually Mm. was intended to be black and white. Uh, Frank Darabont's The Mist so that, that could count as well if, you're, if you want to dip your toes into that
1: Schindler's List aside from the uh, uses of color just a few uses of color throughout the film would count however this is not the platform to be discussing Schindler's List and again it's something you should be watching on your own Trevor um, to holler at me wink, when you wink, f- nudge, when, nudge. when you finally <laughs> get to that um, yeah, so uh, we start. I wanted to go ahead and start this month with uh, an Errol film. We were going to cover two Errol Flynn films, uh, but decided to kind of work the month out a little bit differently. So we ended up going with the first week, uh, Captain Blood, 1935. Now, most of the movies I'm choosing this month, I haven't seen either. Um, so I don't know if you've seen The Mummy... Uh, the original Boris Karloff mummy movie, but that's one I'm. Yeah. You have okay. Well, I want to watch it, so you have to. <laughs> you have to rewatch it.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we we're doing a thing lately where it's like, I I don't know about you, but I've been looking over our previous episodes. Like when we were talking on our previous episode, um, you had thrown out there that. You know, we at some point we did do a, another Criterion release. What was that, Trevor? It's like goddamn, we have a lot of episodes. Guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't like, I'm not sure. Give me a second. <laughs> and then, you know, I figured it out eventually, but like I've been looking over our episode list recently and it's like I sure do a lot of mummy movies. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, I'm starting to notice a theme here. It's like whenever Kyle's given creative control, yeah, fucking mummies man <laughs> Fucking mummies.
1: <laughs> well Boris Karloff is another one of those uh, people I've tried to go back and watch some of his older films and that's like the one aside from Frankenstein that I need to see and I, I ended up buying it I just bought it um, uh, uh, brand new actually it was super cheap got it on eBay I'm excited to watch it but I might use it for this month but yes I went with Captain Blood from 1935 which I must say at the top I'm not really... I don't enjoy going back this far, generally, uh, watching movies, but I really, really like this movie. All two hours of it.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I, I generally think of movies from the 30s as being a little bit shorter than today's standards, so mm-hmm. I was a little shocked to see a two-hour uh, runtime on this one. It's so, a fucking epic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's based on a series of books, so... Um, yeah. I'm not surprised, and also that, that lends itself to the fact that it's, it's told in a slightly episodic structure from time to time, mm-hmm. where, you know, you have, like, pretty much chapter breaks. Um, but, yeah, it needs to be said that this is uh, this is based on the works of author Raphael Sabatini. Um, obviously, I haven't <laughs> read any of the no. stuff, but the um, reason why I just want to throw it out there is because uh, this fella kind of gave birth to errol flynn's filmography in some ways Mm -hmm. his 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 writings uh, were often used as like a launch pad for uh, many many swashbuckling films during this time um most notably of course captain blood but um like five years later uh, the seahawk which is another movie that i threw your way is like it's like, if you want to do some Errol Flynn, I haven't seen the Seahawk. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, maybe we should check that one out. But then it became apparent that's like, you know, if we keep digging, we're probably never going to get away from Errol Flynn. Yeah. So we should probably, like, branch out a bit, like, diversify the, the month a bit. But, um, yeah, uh, this uh, Raphael Sabatini character seems like he was kind of like the king of the swashbuckler novels of his day. Um, and, yeah, I... Uh, Apparently, there were several novels in the Captain Blood series, and I, I know for a fact there was a, a a son of Captain Blood movie featuring like Errol Flynn's, Errol Flynn's like son in the lead. Mm. So, they didn't exactly franchise the fuck out of it, but they did try to they did take a second swing at it. I mean, even King Kong had a son at one point. So, like everybody, everybody in the pool.
1: There's a a little bit of history with this. Um, I, I'll mention at the top uh, do you want to mention the director and the uh, the actors
0: oh yeah I mean it's, I'm not going to speak from any place of authority but uh, Captain Blood was directed by Michael Curtiz um, with a Z <laughs> and uh, seems like uh, he hit it off with uh, Errol Flynn and uh, the, the leading lady Olivia de Havilland who mm-hmm. is celebrating her 104th birthday today that
1: is insane yeah
0: that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> um, yeah, as of like earlier today, I, I just happened upon like a little tweet um, from some film group saying, "Hey, it's Olivia De Havilland's birthday." I was like, "Holy shit!" Holy said, shit! Like, like, holy shit! How old is he? I was telling you, like um,
1: back back then, you either had two ages you'd live to: fifty-one, like Errol Flynn did or you live to your late 90s, or in the case of her, uh, 104. Those are the two ages you get to live to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere in between.
1: Nowhere in between.
0: Um, But yeah, uh, this uh, director, star, and leading lady worked together many, many times, apparently. Um, One of my favorite films growing up in a movie that, like Kyle had said, was something that was in the talks for the show at some point was The Adventures of Robin Hood Mm in 1938. Um, Again, same... Same leading people and director, and I believe he also went on to direct the Seahawk. So he you
1: know, also yeah. did White Christmas with. Uh, uh, oh, don't don't say it, don't say it. Oh fuck! happiest Christmas since somebody danced with Danny fucking K. God damn, I can't remember the other actor's name. <laughs> don't tell me. the other guy in White Christmas. Uh, Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K uh, in White Christmas, and he did Casablanca which i feel like i kind of have to watch at some point kind of like it's a wonderful i haven't
0: seen it either i'm a bad person oh no well you may have that fourth movie picked out i might have that fourth (laughs)
1: movie picked out we may have to finally watch casablanca but my god it just sounds so fucking boring anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um errol flynn olivia day have basil Man. rathbone who has such an awesome name and i feel should know more about him but yet he is in um, here for a sneeze
0: i want to say i i could be totally wrong but i want to say he has a sir in front of that basil sir basil rathbone um i know him from the adventures of robin hood he plays sir guy of gisborne gisborne um, he's the heaviest of fucking heavies in that movie he's really awesome. Oh, I, he's he's half of the reason that movie's awesome. Oh, really? Um, and I need to say, like, not to spoil this very good movie we just watched. And spoiler alert: Captain Blood's pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Um, not to spoil things for you, Kyle, but the sword fight uh, between him and Errol Flynn and Robin Hood is way better. Is it? <laughs> God damn it! It's way better. <laughs> I see.
1: I feel like Errol Flynn. Like, I think he had a stunt double in here at one point. I don't. Is he much of a fencer? No. Okay.
0: Uh, the story goes and this this could all just be hearsay, but the story goes he was just very athletic whereas Basil Rathbone was a legit like fencer. Like gotcha. he actually did the fucking thing, like did the sport. Um, and actually was a trained fencer. So um, he was kind of like the jobber for Errol Flynn, like in Mm. wrestling terms, where it's like he's carrying him a bit. (laughs) And I mean, even the way the sword fight in Captain Blood is framed, it's like, "Mm," you see a lot more Basil doing stuff and like just kind of close-ups of Errol Flynn's face exerting himself.
1: (laughs) So what you're saying is uh, Errol Flynn is actually Ewan McGregor and Basil Rathbone is Ray Park very good sir thank very, you very very accurate i started watching i started watching x-men and ray park just popped up there in the beginning i'm like, now i'm doing the shit that you do i'm like, hey, ray park <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the guy that doesn't
0: say much <laughs> but he's going to do a backflip <laughs> like, oh fuck dude
1: the warner brothers logo at the front of this was uh kind of cool too
0: <laughs> it's classy it's classy, classy. It's it's solid. I, I love all the like the fading title slides. And mm-hmm. um, last note on Basil Rathbone. Go for it. Um, another thing that maybe keep in the back of your mind because I know you're a very big fan of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, Basil he
1: Rathbough was he was Sherlock Holmes for a while.
0: Uh, a very long while. Ooh, oh, um, he played he played the role I think more than anyone else, um, not including you know some of the people who've had. TV stints as the character. Write that down.
1: Write down Sherlock like, Holmes. I bet that's in black and white.
0: Humperdink Bandersnack. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Humperbitch Bandlewrap, yeah. Um, His
0: name is fun to butcher. Yeah. But no, Basil Rathbone is apparently one of the most like acclaimed people to ever inhabit that role.
1: Don't let me forget that, because if we find it, like, if the first Sherlock Holmes that he's in is black and white, we'll put that on there. Uh, um, and I can save the mummy for a different month. Um, so one thing I wanted to point out: so you've got Errol Flynn playing playing uh, Doctor Peter Blood, uh, Olivia De Havillard playing Arabella Bishop, and then Lionel Atwill—he's nobody, Colonel Bishop.
0: No, no, he's a somebody, but I can't tell you why. Yeah, um, but he's he's a fucking name for sure. There is
1: another guy. There's actually that's the tertiary characters, the other, like the ones that are kind of um, just. Um, ones that are just kind of the crew. There was actually one that stood out to me, and I recognized him. I'm like, oh, he's in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the movie I watched for class, and I thought I was watching It's a Wonderful Life, and it took me three weeks to figure out that it wasn't It's a Wonderful Life. It was Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Pay attention in class, folks. Um... <laughs> But uh, so this takes place. It, it tells us uh, after the uh, you know the credit sequence and stuff, um, and I'm not jumping in the movie just yet. But it's England, 1685. So I had to look it up, and I'm like, what was going on around this time? Um, so at this time, well, the plot is after being wrongly convicted as a traitor, Peter Blood, an English physician, is sent in, to exile in the British colonies of the Caribbean, where he becomes a pirate. Um, but this was uh, about three years in the movie. Uh, it was about three years before the Glorious Revolution um, was the uh, deposition and replacement of King James the Third as ruler of or King James the Second as ruler of England, Scotland, Ireland by his daughter Mary the Second and his Dutch nephew. Um, so the king at the time, I guess, was kind of a bitch. Um, he was. <laughs> uh, I guess, kind of an asshole. So there's a reason why this is all... Why everybody's kind of pissed off and rebels. So I, I just want to know like the, the historical significance of what was going on.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think you were in the right for doing that. I did that myself. Okay. Where, mostly because it plays into the finale of the film, where you need a Very much, yeah. of historical context to really understand why everybody's, uh, I don't know, reacting the way they are to the news they're receiving. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good on you for doing that bit of research because I, I think it does, like, lend a little bit of something to the to the finale anyway.
2: So just,
1: you know, a little, little bit of something going on over there. I was going to ask you about the music. Now, You I know you very much pay attention to the score. Um, I couldn't discern this from any other movie from this period. It all sounds the exact same to me.
0: Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, if you take out, like, some of the percussion and, like, maybe up the tempo a little bit this could easily be the score for king kong gotcha um yeah it it was very much a score of its time i I did i dug a little deeper into it and apparently uh it was composed by eric wolfgang corngold um that name holds no significant no significance to me personally however i did think it was very funny that he composed the entire score in like three weeks or something no no kidding (laughs) i did a pretty good job given the circumstances Um, but yeah, it's, it's virtually indistinguishable from any other adventure score from the, from the time. Um, but it's very booming and, and thematic where it's just like, you have your romantic swelling, like swooning tune, and then you have your, your action beat, and then you have like the, the dreadful tune whenever the bad guys walk into the room. It's very elemental, very like primeval kind of shit where it's like, even if I was buried in my phone just listening to the score i'd know how to feel in any given yeah. moment <laughs> oh. so um
1: one thing i was curious about because if you've you've just recently watched the pirates of the caribbean movies again like they're <laughs> yes it did fr- fresh in your mind so <laughs> I-, I was curious is how much of this like looking at the two films how much of this is just like common knowledge of the area and how much is this the pirates of the caribbean kind of Not stealing, but kind of borrowing a few things from here.
0: I think the word might be like embellishing, Mm. (laughs) or or yeah, like paying homage to. Okay. Um. There, there are certainly a few, a few beats here and there that you can tell that like maybe somebody, maybe somebody in the production saw this movie at some point.
1: Maybe they probably did.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, though, I think like pirate iconography from a certain point in time and just the Caribbean in general I think like, put it this way um, growing up my brother and I had Legos uh, he had pirate Legos um, because we were of that generation where Legos had like theme kits it wasn't just Legos um, so there, there were pirate Legos that were based on Treasure Island which as far as I understand had a movie adaptation like come out right before this which was half Half of how it got off the ground. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, pirates are a thing. Let's fucking do pirates. <laughs> but the um, point I'm trying to make here is that in the late '80s, I, you know, just via like a Lego kit and whatnot, I got pretty much all the same images from a fucking Lego kit that I did from this. So I think just like via just cultural osmosis, just pirate stuff is is known to most people okay um pirates of the caribbean stuff in particular um so i wouldn't i wouldn't say anything uh, in the pirates of the caribbean movies was like directly lifted gotcha. from this movie in particular but there's certainly you, know, you could easily make a case for it
1: well the pieces of eight i finally understood what that fucking means that took me forever uh i i still don't to be honest i looked it up um, you're about to get a, you're about to get a lesson, bitch. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> so a piece of eight was, uh, I don't know if it was, it was a, a Spanish dollar. It was a Spanish silver dollar. Uh, so when he, when the guy requests 200,000 pieces of eight, I'm like, okay, now this is something outside because this definitely came before Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's an actual, it's an actual currency. Pieces of eight was a Spanish dollar. So, um, uh, one other thing before, uh, before we move along um the reverend who has a lot of nice little quips here and there reverend ogle as he's known um frank mcglynn senior he was born in 1866 he was born a year after lincoln was shot so like if you're seeing like all these old dudes in here are like all from like the late 1800s which is kind of nuts to watch. like i'm like looking through the actors i'm like
0: holy shit
1: these dudes are fucking old. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah,
0: he, he he knew what it was like to live in a time when dysentery was like the thing. <laughs> it's like it's like you ain't you ain't lived until you've been around people shitting themselves to death, son. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
2: That's fucking nuts. In America. <laughs> in America. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, soon enough. Anyway, so yeah, you know, we get. Uh, do you want to do you want to run us through the begin the opening credits here? I, I don't know how fast you want to go through that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can do that. So, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we open uh, with the Warner Brothers logo that Kyle had mentioned earlier, and this is beautiful. It's hand painted. It's it's the Warner Brothers shield uh, mid like a cloudy sky, um, and we get this booming heroic orchestra. Uh, so right out the gate, we're just blasting your fucking ears off with the with the score. Um, and I love this uh, they also do this at the opening for The Adventures of Robin Hood and I think just like most movies of this era I I haven't seen enough of them to be able to be any sort of authority on it but um, we go through all of the major musical motifs during the opening credits Um, so without any like visual context or anything but basically we're just like playing the greatest hits from the movie before we've even started the movie so it's almost like training your ear to like this this is what's coming, so get ready for it.
1: I think that's what it was for the Animaniacs too, <laughs> or maybe it was Pinky in the Brain. One of those like. Well, I mean, it like dropped really low. It's a, that was a uh, the Animaniacs was a Warner Brothers cartoon too.
0: It's time for Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. To the max. Yeah, of course. I <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the rest. No. Um, somehow I did not manage to learn all the names of all the states via watching that show every week um, <laughs> do, do well, you remember well, that huh. um, yeah Yakko he, uh, every, every once in a while Wacko Jacko
1: any, and oh shit
0: Way to fuck it up, <laughs> Yakko, Wacko, and Dot.
1: There we go, Wacko, Yakko, Yakko, and
0: Dot. Jacko, and, and Maurice. Yeah, I was
1: way out of base, way off base there. Yeah, sorry, Jacko. You Jacko. <laughs> mean Jack
0: Nicholson with the Animaniacs. Fuck yes. Yeah, <laughs> I could totally see like a caricature of him, but does she yeah, ever yakko stop had... talking? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello, nurse. <laughs> um. So yeah, Yakko had a segment where he would sing all the names of all the states and so oh, gotcha. I didn't learn them all. Um but yeah anyway we get the, the score, blowing your ears off. And uh I noticed we get all the credits mm-hmm. right up front. Everything. This is something we were talking about just last week I believe. Yeah. I like, I fucking miss credits. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm I I really liked Naked Lunch's opening credits. This was I, I mean it's a different time, so I'm fine with it. It's a bit long. I like just give me the just the Highlight. Just highlight the stuff. The first thing of... The first, like, seven or eight of the IMDb. Just give me those. Music, director, producer, 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 executive producer, executive producer, executive producer. <laughs> you have to give me all 17 of the fucking producers. The director... Yeah, just give me that stuff.
0: <laughs> it's like, hang on, Judd Apatow produced this movie? <laughs> like he's buried in the credits.
1: Nope, as soon as I see produced by Judd Apatow, nope, not watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we, we got... Literally, I think every person who has a speaking role in this movie, because I don't know when the Screen Actors Guild was established, but I would imagine, you know, you you got paid extra if you spoke on screen even back then.
1: Everyone. We did everyone. <laughs> to yeah, the point where I'm like, like, do I need to know who these people are? Like, I was like, how much do I need to write down?
0: Yeah, and not to make any broad sweeping generalizations of the the state of the nation at the time, but... I don't know how high the literacy rate was in the 1930s <laughs> because we hold on these each of these slides for a very long time. Well, everybody was
1: shit house, dude. Like everybody was drunk. All if you see somebody in a picture from this time, like he's drunk, he's drunk, he's drunk, he's hung over, about to be drunk. They're all drunk. Every single person. I'd say half the cast is drunk in this movie at the time of filming.
0: Oh yeah, Errol Flynn was shit faced in between takes. I'm sure. Not even him.
1: uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm not even talking (laughs) about him. I'm talking about everybody else.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that set stunk. Oh gosh, yes. (laughs) Um, but oh, Kyle, you made me think of Almost Heroes. Uh, Chris Farley trying to read the like learn the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lowercase b. He just <laughs> shuts down.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you trying to make my head explode?
0: The
1: man was an American treasure.
0: Ah, yeah, very much so. Miss him, but yeah, we hold on these slides for a good long while, and like Kyle had pointed out. Um, we, we fade up to the movie and it gives us an on-screen title, England 1685. And uh, I could not write down all of this slide because there's a lot of text on yeah. screen that happens from time to time in this movie. Um, but the long and the short of it is there's a sign that reads, uh, down to the usurper, to arms. So apparently, and this is our first hint as to the historical context of the day. Um, People are not happy with the fucking king. Mm. Um, so people are, like, calling for him to be stripped of his title. Um, but he's still the king, and he still has the king's army at his command. Mm-hmm. So some shit goes down here. But uh, our very first shot beyond this, like, wooden sign with this with this message painted on it uh, is pretty ambitious and really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's a rear projection shot of a man um, who will later learn. A th- is this Pitt? Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy Pitt I think it's Jeremy Uh, yeah it's Jeremy Pitt Um, so it's Jeremy Pitt um,
1: looks like Pinhead from Animal House dude so many people in this movie look like other people I I cannot figure out Errol Flynn and the name that just keeps coming back to me is is Lee Pace and I don't know Uh there's something about I don't Errol Flynn reminds me of somebody and I just can't put my finger on it the closest I can get is Lee Pace
0: I don't see it. But no maybe, maybe I haven't seen the right Lee Pace movies.
1: <laughs> look at look at him be an elf. That's the in the Hobbit. I, I
0: seen I seen him be an elf, and that that quote because it was real <laughs> is pretty fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, we get this rear projection shot of uh, Mr. Pitt, who I'm I'm gonna call him Mr. Pitt Kyle because uh, under siege. Uh, Mr. Pitt was the name of the computer tech. Ah. (laughs) Mr. Pitt. (laughs) I've just been calling him Jeremy
1: because it it just sticks out so much in this. Jeremy Pitt. Jeremy Pitt. (laughs) Um,
0: um, Yeah, he's riding on horseback in the night. So essentially, I think they had this horse on a treadmill Mm -hmm. in a studio with a rear projection of a stormy night behind him. It's like, damn you could get shit done when you could beat the shit out of animals. This was
1: like the opening, this was like the opening thing of the movie. So I did like the use my pants to pull my leg up over my other leg. I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. Uh, It's it actually is a pretty solid effect. It is. I mean, it's, it's obvious how they achieved it, but it looks nice. And he's acting the fuck out of this. Like he is wrestling that horse.
1: We don't get to critique movies of this era. Because as much fun as this movie is, like it, we could watch now, like, well, I know how I did that, I know how I did that, that's fake, that's a matte painting, that's a bad matte painting, I don't even care what that is, that's just <laughs> awful. You don't get to do that with these movies, because if I can watch a movie from 1935 and still be entertained, that says something. Yeah, I've seen... <laughs> I have seen some shit <laughs> since this movie came out. If this can hold my attention, that's impressive.
0: Fucking for real, man. Um, so yeah, uh, Mr. Pitt, uh, he pulls up to the residence of one Dr. Peter Blood. Um, this is known to us because there's a sign posted out front that maybe not everyone in 1685 could read, but he has a sign. You <laughs> um, need you need to have like a pick, like some sort of visual aid to go with the fact that he's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> but, seriously. Um, but yeah, the shot, like, it's shot from a curious angle. I don't know what kind of lensing they did or how they built the exterior set here, but it has, like, a curved edge to the the end of the frame, um, such that it makes me think there's some clever lensing at work or something. But it looks cool. Um, gives it almost like a Tim Burtony like, storybook look to it, mm-hmm. which is appropriate given it's the beginning of the movie, but um, he bangs on the door. It's in the middle of the night. It's rainy. It's storming out. And uh, we get, we see Errol Flynn is inside, but he's in, like, a robe. Um, but the very first person that we see in there is an old woman, like, holding a candle, like, down a long hallway. It's exactly what
1: you'd expect, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the shot, maybe think of something that, like, you would like, like that ger- German, like expressionist shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> We're, You know, like, we have some, we have a very, a lot of negative space. We have a lot of mm-hmm. long shadows across, like, a blank canvas. I actually really way. like
1: negative space,
0: yeah. <laughs> I do like that negative I space. I do like that <laughs> negative space. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we enter the house. And uh, Errol Flynn is inside, like I said. And holy fuck, like from the moment you see him, this motherfucker is suave
1: He, yeah, th- like I, I told you off air, like he is nearly replaced Pier- '90s Pierce Brosnan as my man crush. Like he, like when he comes on the screen, you're just like one hand holding un- like underneath your chin, like wow. He just is just, just there. <laughs> he's so <laughs> he's handsome, just- and he's so smooth. That's the other thing. Uh, Cause he keeps. Did you notice he keeps calling? Um, I, I guess he's. I guess he was wealthy enough at the time to have some kind of assistant. I guess I. I would be comfortable calling her maybe a maid of some kind. I'm not entirely sure, um, but she's lippy, so it makes me think that uh, <laughs> she doesn't. She. She's. A, he's. He's a nice guy to work for, uh, and he keeps saying uh, "pretty one." He keeps calling her "pretty one," and coming from me, I'm like, "Hey, pretty one!" Like it's fucking weird. He. It's, it's working like it's however he's doing it it's totally working
0: yeah and this is kind of a stout like older woman so mm-hmm. you can tell that yeah. they have like a kind of fun interplay going on where it's like she takes care of the house she gives him some lip mm-hmm. he gives it right back oh, um God. but the, you know there's respect in between it
1: all a nice lippy nice lippy maid yeah that'd be kind of fun
0: only if you're rich kyle yeah, it's true. <laughs> Only if you're really rich and you can afford that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like fine, lip off. I can afford a new one. <laughs> um but yeah, at one point he does refer to her as a my vinegary virgin. <laughs> so like that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um Pinheads come to the door, he's like, Listen, I got some dudes that are shot, we'd like you to come be a doctor for a while. And he's like, he won't do that. And he's like, of course I will, darling. Uh, he's, I guess he's a neutral in the uh, the conflict, and he's going to be helping out rebels. And he says to her, uh, he's like, why would they arrest a man for uh, helping out a wounded man? Like not a wounded rebel. It's like a wounded man. I'm like, well, apparently you haven't seen the patriot uh, because uh, Chris, I or is it Chris? I- what's his name? Oh, Jason. Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. Yeah, he does not put up with that shit.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. He. Uh- Wow. I mean, he he takes out two of that man's kids. <laughs> I
1: mean, that scene is fucking brutal. As a kid, I'm like, wow. Uh, I didn't realize I did that. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. That's a guilty pleasure movie for me.
1: No, um, that's not guilty. That's that's a good movie. I that's think that's fun. that director's yeah. only really good movie if I'm not mistaken.
0: Roland Emmerich? Yeah.
1: I think I you. Oh my God! I can't. It's
0: pretty fucking
2: good.
1: I think the Patriot beats out. I mean, it is a Mel Gibson movie. Don't get me wrong. That is. I think that might be the most Mel Gibson movie there is. Uh, he buries half of his family, uh, <laughs> which is a, is a, you have to bury somebody very close to him in a movie. That might be it. I think that might be the the most Mel Gibson movie. And you almost kill him, but you don't.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an alternate ending where he did die. Oh no, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. No. <laughs> nah. If mean, if there
1: was, I'll, I'll entertain that crazy thought for a moment. Uh, if there is, it's the most horrific it's worse than Braveheart. It's one of the most horrific deaths a human being could could uh, die of. Gotcha. He's like, I've already been tortured to death in Braveheart, like what are you guys going to do in this one? Come on. Kick it up a notch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, man kind of want to watch that again yeah <laughs> so, i kind of do too I, for some reason i keep thinking of a I, i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but checky cario
1: Chuck, yeah um, um the french guy oh yeah
0: yeah he was great yeah he was he's really good very, it's funny he's usually a bad guy in most of his roles but he's very charming he's that. very
1: charming in that yeah
0: um i like how he shows up dressed dressed to the nines he's like if i'm going to die i'm <laughs> going to try to just, just for battle. He
1: does get kind of a badass moment when he's teaching the militia how to shoot. He's like, that ready. Aim." He gets that really good slow motion fire. And like, oh yeah,
0: it's pretty badass. Have you seen a uh, Kiss of the Dragon? Pal?
1: It's got dragon in the title. Did you answer your own question there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Jet Li and um, Bridget Fonda. Mm. Brid- in late in the late '90s or early 2000s.
1: Oh, the daughter. Yeah, singles, dope. singles. Oh yes, very yeah, much. The, okay. the one with the nose. Yes, yes I'm listening.
0: Um, yep, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have my Czech attention. Icario plays the villain in that. And he oh. has a lot of fun with it. Ooh, that could be fun. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. But anyway, back to the movie. Uh, so like, like you had said, uh, Mr. Peter Bl- Doctor Peter Blood, uh, is kind of mm, standing off to the side in this particular yeah you know, pseudo revolution, I guess. Um. But, yeah, Mr. Pitt has arrived because a mutual friend of theirs, uh, Mr. Gildoy, has been injured, um, presumably in the revolution. Um, so he's like, hey, you're a doctor. You want to help out with this? And on his way out the door to go help out Mr. Gildoy, uh, Captain Blood, not yet Captain Blood, <laughs> Dr. Blood. Captain blood. Dr. Blood. It's um, <laughs> so named because, I don't know, maybe his family was around Blood a lot. Yeah, I don't know well, how you got that name. Yeah, fucking for real. But, uh, He's reminiscent. He's like, kind of like, hmm, you know, maybe I should trade my scalpel for a sword. But not now. Not now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we fade from his house to the operating table. Uh, we have a slow push in to the operating table. It looks like everything went well, so Mr. Gildoy's fine. He's kind of miserable right now, but whatever surgery needed to be done has been done. Um, and this is where Dr. Blood remarks on the fact that um, there's some commotion going on outside we hear dogs barking and somebody mentions that the king's guard is on their way yeah and he he kind of says like half under his breath but not really because it's the 1930s and we have to be loud as fuck yeah like uh, subtlety is not a thing in these movies no <laughs> um, but he says christian men don't make wall with wounded men <laughs> it's like hmm i think you underestimate like, yeah. <laughs> what they're willing to do to end things um uh, but yeah, uh, we get a military official, Colonel Hobart, I believe, walks in the room, and uh, we have a pretty tense conversation here in the middle of this operating room.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of giving it back to him a little bit. Uh, he calls him, I mean, he's basically calling him a, a dumbass, eloquently, eloquently calling this Kingsguard a dumbass, <laughs> right to his face. Um, but basically, Doctor Blood's in trouble. He's not supposed to be doing this. It's illegal, I guess, uh, to harbor any kind. Like to just like in the Patriot, he didn't see the Patriot. He would have known. You can't be doing this shit. They don't. They frown upon that. You're aiding and abetting, basically. Um, and he basically gets arrested uh, just for operating on a man, a human, a human being. Um, and I wanted to ask you about shadows. Now, it kind of started, like you mentioned, there's a bit of a shadow when they come into the room, there's a shadow of him kind of operating, and it kind of pops up here and there in the film. Does it come up way more in Robin Hood?
0: Uh, Robin Hood is in vibrant color, uh, so not as much. Um, however, they they do make some pretty liberal use of shadows. Um, they do have a lovely castle set that they, they make great use of. Um, there's a couple of sequences, especially when... Um, when the Sheriff of Nottingham and Guy of Gisborne and Prince John, when they're, like, raiding the villagers and, like, upping the tax rate and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, there's some pretty, upping like... Upping the tax rate. <laughs> 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 uh, there's some, like, they're doing tax collections and stuff, and there's yeah. some pretty, like, uh, scenes that are supposed to, like, evoke a sense of dread that have have a moodiness to them, but nothing to the extent that we see here or, like, in, like, a universal horror movie from the day... Um, again I want to say it's largely because like the color photography mm-hmm. um, and also the fact that it's it's a even more like vibrant adventure film than this one like it has it has moments of intensity but for the most part it's just like there's a reason they're called fucking merry men
2: gotcha. <laughs> well
1: it's a useful way to like uh, like the I think um, the mummy the 1990 is a 1999 mummy is that when it came out yeah. Um, there's several scenes in there where somebody's killed, and it's just through the use of shadows we're seeing it. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was like a nod to like like back in the day, this was a very common thing to do, or if this was a director trait, especially of this director, because I was noticing it, um, and if it was going to come up a bit more. Because I've noticed in other movies, like the, the Disney Three Musketeers, um, the guy that's killed in the beginning, it's completely a shadow kill.
0: Ah, um, that specifically I want to say <clears throat> was probably like used quite liberally back in the day because, gotcha um hollywood censorship laws were in full swing at the time and you had to be very careful about what you put on screen um so like things like violence and stuff if you could obscure the violence using like things like shadows and whatnot it was to your advantage
1: oh we're having fun in this movie we are doing like underneath the armpit shit and do <laughs> this yeah. side and
0: i'm like oh i saw that <laughs> yeah yeah no for real i i I think that's very charming. Yeah, we've yeah. all d- we've all done that as kids on the playground and stuff. But um, yeah, also like uh, brings to mind Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. There's that scene in uh, it's not Tibet, it's uh, Nepal, um, where one of the na- one of the Nazis uh, <laughs> gets shot, and we only see it like on on the wall in mm-hmm. the form of a shadow. Um, and I want to say that you know that particular. Sc- style of cinematography was probably a nod to the serials of the day I'm a fan of it absolutely it's a it's a good way to it's a very efficient way of displaying something horrible (laughs) or dreadful
1: Um, yeah we get our court scene and it makes more sense now as the movie progresses why we go through so many names because usually we just do like a rule of two or three where we say this person, this person, main character, or you do a few more. Uh, but we go through like our entire, nearly our entire band of fellas. I didn't write down their names. Um, there's only one or two that are really noteworthy. There's, um, I'm gonna call him Sutherland Energy, uh, where he kind of has like a key, key for Sutherland. Like everybody else is kind of like ha ah, ha ha ha, and this guy kind of stays serious. He's one of the guy, and then Mr. Smith goes to Washington guy, uh, the funny Reverend. Um, and then, what's the little guy's? Uh, I can't think of his name now. The
0: uh, nut nuttle <laughs> Nuttl, There we nuttle. Yeah. The, is the is the guy that gets the boat for them? Um, is this other one guy the gunner?
1: I think so. He's one of the one of the. He's the one that looks like he's in his fifties. Like he's just like like he's he, kind of stout. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was thinking of him as more like an Ernest Borgnine. It's like you're oddly happy considering that you just murdered like. 500 people <laughs> not,
1: not the gunner not the gunner there's another guy he's a he doesn't really fit he doesn't really match with everybody else he's kind of like a, i don't know he he's like a firefighter or something i'm like you don't really look like an actor <laughs> dude um i this scene i don't know why this look like uh, uh steve coogan in a fucking wig this judge that was talking um this is where we uh, everybody's like pleading guilty to being rebels basically and they get around to captain blood and he says i'm innocent and they're like no 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 he's like that's not the right terminology and he you know gets up in front of the judge of course and has his whole speech and like "Well, how are we supposed to know you're a doctor like you can't prove to us that you're a doctor which i feel like back then it would be pretty easy to prove that you're a doctor um you can read <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like also if you let me go home, I have all sorts of credentials for you. Yeah, but they won't let him do that. No,
1: if we were doing... Oh yeah, I love the I love the logic on it too. It's like, well, if we let everybody do that, we would never get done with this. I'm like, oh, how many innocent people have you killed?
0: Not to completely derail you here, um, but like this this guilty not guilty thing brought to mind a Transformers the movie for me personally. <laughs> No,
2: I, mean, I didn't know that's where we, we were going. I didn't know that's where we were going. No, that's.
0: That, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's actually not what I wanted to talk about. Oh, gotcha. There is, a, there is a guilty or innocent moment mm. in Transformers it's like I was like, did they? Did Transformers steal from fucking Captain Blood? <laughs> I'm pretty
1: sure this is one of those movies you eventually come across in film school.
0: Well, I mean, it, like a lot of the cartoons we were all raised on had like a relentless number of like. References to old Hollywood shit, like even like Bugs Bunny cartoons and stuff. Do you know how many fucking times I saw W.C. Fields pop up and I didn't know who that was. I just thought he was the guy that seemed drunk and had a red nose and talked funny. And like all sorts of like Hollywood stars and starlets would make appearances in those Bugs Bunny cartoons and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's just funny. It's just (laughs) caricatures to me. But um, what I wanted to point out was just like the way this courtroom sequence plays out just kind of speaks to just how the British empire works. Yeah. Like how it, like how they conquered the world with fucking bureaucracy. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's, it reminded me of Brazil almost, where it's like, you need to have your papers in order. It's like, you need a stroke seven slash B for that. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, God fucking damn it. Can I just do something? Can I just like go outside and fucking do something? No. You need to have your papers in order. And it's like, no, you can't declare yourself innocent. The proper terminology is not guilty. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) As my dad would say, you wouldn't make it in Philly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Kyle, sorry about that.
1: Oh, you're good. So, yeah, so um, they're all going to be sentenced to hang. And uh, we, yeah, he, he tries to please case but it does not work and uh, he is going to be hanged um, and we get a shot of the gallows and I was like well what something's got to happen here I'm like you can't just hang everybody or are they gonna escape or something like that I I didn't read the description I just kind of knew that he becomes a pirate that's all I really knew about the movie um, but somebody comes up and starts speaking is it to the king directly
0: yeah uh, this was interesting also before we transition away from that um, there's a really fucking good quote here um it needs to be said uh dr peter blood soon to be captain blood he gets all the good quotes yeah he's essentially a gary stew um or a mary sue depending. oh on gary who stew like. gotcha gotcha um he's just every every gal wants to be his gal and every guy wants to be his friend he's he's just the coolest person that's ever cooled yeah <laughs> um, i
1: want to be friends with errol flynn and i'd like to be errol well I would have made better choices than Errol Flynn, but uh. no, you wouldn't. <laughs> nah, li- yeah, no, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> if you were Errol Flynn, you wouldn't have. No, you are right. Um, no, the point is in this in this story, he's very, very obviously framed as like the the Uber bench. like mm-hmm. like he's he's the toughest guy in the room and the smartest, and nobody thinks that's weird at all. It's just like, oh, he's just that guy. No. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of good quotes in this. So Errol Flynn is bolstered by a magnificent script in terms of like building the legend that would be him. Um, but yeah, before we cut away from this uh, this courtroom exchange, um, he isn't. He is sentenced to be hung. And uh, before we fade away, he has this quote: "What a creature must sit on a throne that lets a man like you deal out his justice." <laughs> and it's mm. like, yeah like, what a creature. So He has great disdain in his heart for his majesty who I believe we cut to right now, like you said. And it's just this brief little exchange where um, we're a bunch of like politicians sitting in a in a really gaudy, like it's not even a throne room it's just like a back office Yeah. Where, like, you can tell everything has fucking gold leaf on it everybody's wearing fucking wigs as was the style at the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, we're, we have this discussion about the colonies in the West Indies and uh, the, the entire reason we have this, like, 30-second scene is just to make it known that the prisoners, i.e. Peter Blood, mm-hmm. have to be shipped to the Americas. Um, and then, yeah, we get another one of those on-screen titles um, as we get footage of a ship at sea.
1: I like what the dude says. He's like, "There's so there, Your Majesty. There have been numerous hangings." And he goes, "Splendid, aren't they?" <laughs> I had some legit laugh out loud moments in this, and that was one of them. Like he doesn't uh, miss a beat. Like that's not what he's getting at. Um, but yeah, uh, they're basically gonna become slaves.
0: Yeah, and yeah, we we get footage of a ship at sea, um, and we learn that blood is to be sold into slavery at Point. Port, port Royal. Point Royal. Point Royal. Point Royal. Point royal. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, uh, I thought it was interesting that the Pirates of the Caribbean films used like, actually like the landmarks and locations.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Tortuga. Yeah, yeah,
0: Tortuga plays a big part in those films, but it's like, it's such a fantastical universe that it's like, why would you even bother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but they did, so you know maybe. Well, I, maybe it was important. I
1: don't know if. Like the what Tortuga was supposed to be like, but that was one of those scenes where I'm like, that seems like that's a bit of a ho- paying homage to uh, Captain Blood there with the Tortuga scene because
2: yeah.
0: it's debauchery, it's yeah. decadent. Uh, uh, they, they pay lip service to it in this movie, but you, it's 1935, we can't exactly show some of the racist stuff that you're alluding to <laughs> the
1: assault, the various types. <laughs> all the assault (laughs) Uh, so yeah it's funny They were headed to Port Royal and I have a friend of mine who's from Front Royal Virginia and it is uh, one of the I mean not to shit on anybody from that area but according to him it's one of the biggest like white trash holes in uh, Virginia so when I heard him say Port Royal I'm like why the fuck are they going to Front Royal I'm like that doesn't make any sense oh Port Royal you idiot Port. why would they be oh, when I said slaves I was like they're gonna go to America to like just okay I, I thought that Virginia was a blue state I didn't think they were part of the confederacy
0: well, I mean you know a long time ago a ship carrying a bunch of English slaves yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> crashed at Fort Royal and they set up shop there and forevermore it became the white trash capital of like, the United States hey Kyle
1: words mean something why don't you figure out what was said in the movie <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we get um, we get all the boys down in the uh, down in the hole wanting some water, and uh, they get an empty bucket. And everybody else is kind of down, but of course, uh, would you call him not Peggy Sue uh, or not Mary Gary Sue? Steve. Gary Sue, yeah. Uh, uh, Peter is like tending to everybody, and he's just he's always so upbeat and chipper. He's really you just want to be around the guy because uh, he's it, he's a slave, (laughs) and he's upbeat. And uh, he does have the nice line of, like, we were so close to hanging, but now we're going to suffer the slow death of slavery. I think he even has a smirk, like, how are we going to get out of this one?
0: Well, I mean, he's doing the, like, he's doing the thing where you you post a oh yeah yeah on 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 something that's about at waist height yeah he's, he has, he's doing the captain morgan foot as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. so he's striking a pose while he's saying this so he knows what he's doing he knows he's what he's doing he, he can't help himself he's he's just you know slinging dick doesn't matter who's watching mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah uh we arrive at a uh, at port royal and uh, we're introduced to the governor and his crutches oh because governor
1: you know, he's, steed he's is the- <laughs> He's got the gout. Uh, He's got the gout. <laughs> I figured they would have some kind of weird, the, the I got the club foot or something, or I got the heavy foot. Uh, what's that? Gout. Uh, Governor <laughs> Steed, uh, who, the way he was acting, like, he was very charismatic. He's one of my favorite characters. He's very funny. And I'm like, D- what other things is he in? Because I'd like to see him do some other stuff. He died like two years after this movie. So this was almost his last movie. He had just a couple more. Um, but yeah, very charismatic. I liked him.
0: He's doing like kind of like a, an old, like foppish, like ponce kind of character where he's he's always very aloof. And oh yeah, jumping. so yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of out there. He's kind of like he's, he's like how you would talk.
1: Minute. He's he's how you would talk to a dog, basically.
0: Yeah, you can tell he's not too bright, but mm-hmm. he inhabit he has a lot of power mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he's used to being catered to. So he's like a big man child.
1: Uh, arguably was it Jonathan Jonathan Price in Pirates of the Caribbean? He's not like cartoonish, but he's a little bit of a dumbass in that movie, in that first Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: He suffers from a disney dad disease <laughs> yeah, is that your diagnosis yeah that's my that's my official medical diagnosis i like so that he that's suffers good stuff from disney dad disease i'm talking like the sultan from aladdin yes yes very like much bell bell's Dad or uncle or whoever the fuck that was <laughs> that got captured by the beast—they're all kind of like dumpy and like J- they Bing, mean well. Bing, they, yeah, yeah. Big Jay <laughs>
1: Ogerson had a joke about that. He's like, she thinks she's got a fucking Disney dad. He's like, let's go out and let's go out and have a fucking party. Like, meanwhile, they think I'm just like trying to get out of a waterbed or some shit. And he's like, no, <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> I know what's happening. <laughs> no, yeah, but, it, I
0: mean, like Little Mermaid—that's a different story. That. And Mufasa for sure, he he had his shit together. Yeah, Mufasa had his shit. Mufasa was on top of it. He he took it a little easy with his brother, gave him a few too many chances, but he was on top of it for the most part. But yeah, like I'm thinking, like the Sultan basically, Mm. where it's like he's not entirely incompetent, but he's mostly ineffectual. (laughs) But also, um, he has a little boy that's either carrying a parasol or a fan, depending on what venue the governor is in. Like out outdoors right now during his introduction, the little boy's like carrying a parasol for him yeah. to keep him out of the sun. Um, but like indoors, he'll have a little fan for him. And it's just like I was getting like an Island of Doctor Moreau flashbacks. like, it's the little guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it f- much. I don't. I think I had to stop watching it after. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Fat guy. Marlon Brando comes on screen. As soon as he gets on screen and starts talking, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. And then we just gave up on it after a little while. I'm going to go back and finish it, but that documentary, I'm sure, is way better than the film.
0: It is. I saw the movie with my parents in the 90s. Mm. That was rough. Because there's some weird shit in that movie. (laughs) Gotcha. Even even after Richard Stanley left the production, it still managed to be very weird. (laughs) Still on
1: the island. But not with the production. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he didn't quite leave. He didn't leave. He just wasn't <laughs> directing. And they asked him to. It doesn't mean he did. <laughs> I still
1: need to see his color out of space.
0: You do. I think you would. I think you would like.
1: It's it. probably up my alley. But yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna have ourselves the uh, the slave auction today. Um, uh, Kurt, oh, what is their? It, it's so important to the story. What is their last name? Bishop. Bishop, good lord, I need a <laughs> pen in here.
2: Bishop, yeah.
1: Bishop, <laughs> Will you show us the thing. Um, yeah, so he's yeah he's going around he's uh, he's going to greet uh, Colonel Bishop and Arabella. Uh, I think she looks like Marion Cotillard um, a little bit. She's super hot. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, this is this would be uh, Olivia de Havilland. Mm. Um, I believe this was her first film role. She was, like, 19 when this came out. Oh, yeah, she,
1: <laughs> gotcha. She, she's quite fine. She's quite fine. She's uh, very lovely.
0: Uh, she looks... I wanted, It's weird, because she, she's also in The Adventures of Robin Hood, but she has the worst fucking wardrobe in that movie. Is
1: she wearing, like, the the bonnet... Not, not, is that a bonnet? kind of a bonnet thing, or, like, an old nun thing?
0: Basically. Oh. It's, it's terrible. Well, I mean... Like, who is into this? (laughs) Gotcha.
1: Hmm. I mean,
0: I know somebody's into that, but, like, even as a young person, I was like, ugh. I (laughs) mean, he, he, that guy wants to be with that? You're giving me
1: (laughs) Errol Flynn with that little mustache? I'm fine with her looking like that. I'm not looking at her. (laughs) I'm not looking at her when I watch the movie. That's
0: what I'm saying. It's like, I'm like, he is going for that? (laughs) It's like, sir, you have (laughs) options. (laughs) You have (laughs) options.
1: options (laughs) options
0: <laughs> it's like i mean look at little john over there he's just like he's just like he's a giant for his day he's probably like five ugh. ten <laughs> like gosh <laughs> i'm thinking giant. of like
1: the the robin hood iterations now i'm like kevin costner oh he's gotta be like the fugliest robin hood ever
0: uh, i he doesn't think even a have a chin we, i think a lot of yeah he really doesn't he doesn't his, have a chin his face is you know those like like greater than or equal to signs mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah he's one, he's one of those. yeah
1: I mean, coming from a person who also doesn't have a chin, but I'm not headlining as a fucking Robin Hood or like I'm the main character of a film. So you have to have a chin for that.
0: Well, somebody liked him uh, in in his day. Somebody really, a lot of people really liked him. Just say that much.
1: <laughs> All right. He and Harmony Korine. I don't get it. <laughs> How are they here? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they Go ahead, sorry.
0: Uh, so, yeah, we get introduced to Colonel Bishop, who will play a pivotal role in the film uh, throughout the proceedings, as well as uh, his niece, uh, Arabella, who is the love interest, um, so evidenced by the fact that she has a portable uh, soft focus wherever she goes, <laughs> and, a, and her own personal light kit, because uh, that's that was the style of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to make everybody look real good all the time, even when it was completely unnatural and didn't jive with the cinematography and the rest of the film. Don't um, don't care. But she uh, immediately like puts her puts herself on the side of the angels in, in the form of her like urging this is kind of weird mm-hmm. because she's urging her uncle to buy all the slaves so as to give them a better life because it, there's apparently some other shit heel on the island that's even worse than him. And we'll see that he's not
1: very No. Cool. He's <laughs> got them doing Conan the Barbarian shit
0: yeah no joke um but she believes that her uncle's better than some other guy on the island um and her logic is oh if you buy all of them then you can you can give them a better life and it's like lady <laughs> is it <laughs> michael like, fassbender th- in like, la- 12 years a slave <laughs> it's like lady I, it, Hop in this time machine with me. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's, uh, well, wait, you're still alive. <laughs> it's like, Olivia, here, take a look at this old script you read in the 1930s. Is this not fucked up? <laughs> yeah, it really is fucked up. If like, she can still- why did I say that?
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, uh, Colonel Bishop is going around to the boys. He gives like a, he rips the one dude's shirt. Uh, this is the guy I was talking about. Um, he's one of the main dudes. They rip his shirt. Check out his biceps, you know. Um he does like a, a like a smack on the stomach for uh the gunner, which I thought was kinda of funny, and it comes back, don't worry. Um but then uh she sees well my say, look at this tall drink of dick. Uh she's gonna I, I don't know why he would entertain this. Uh he's like, You want this dude? I mean, he it looks like he's kinda of bitchy. Um I don't know if we really want to deal with that. It's weird I don't know It's just strange In a movie that A woman would be Attracted to a man Who's being sold As a slave It just doesn't seem Like it would happen Even in a movie Have you
0: not taken A walk down The romance aisle In in a Barnes and Noble (laughs) Mm. Have you not seen All the like Highlander books And stuff Okay (laughs) (laughs) Or lumberjacks And firemen Yeah I suppose so Yeah I
1: guess Yeah yeah Okay Well, Hmm. I'm just There's
0: there's there's an audience for that Okay, there's an audience for that There's Um, a market for that I did like that uh, When he's inspecting blood uh, He Blood is like non-compliant He's like not doing what he's asking him to Oh, he's like
1: He's like Peter Pan's shadow, yeah
0: Yeah (laughs) Good reference (laughs) Um, Colonel Bishop gives him a slap And I like that I feel like this was improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not improvised, just, like, inadvertent, just reflexive, because uh, Errol Flynn gives him a smile right mm. after the slap. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. It's like, that's not what you want when someone hits you. <laughs> like It's like, that's not what I want to see from the other guy after I've hit him. But um, he refuses to open his mouth, and uh, he starts doing a thing where um, Bishop is, like, expressing fr- frustration with his body language. And w- when he's not looking... Errol Flynn starts like mirroring him. And it's like, oh, he's he's <laughs> he's really dissing her right now mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of everyone. It's pretty funny, but um, he doesn't want anything to do with Errol Flynn. He's like, I don't want to buy this guy. He's he's a punk. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't listen. Like he doesn't follow the most basic of instructions. And even when I hit him, he doesn't. That's not who I want working for me uh, against his will, it's aka slave. <laughs> um, but yeah, she starts like bidding on his behalf um, and tries to, like, drive up his price or something. And uh, eventually he goes for, like, half price. And, uh, yeah, right. So at the very beginning of their relationship, he's very indignant. And she, like, is this where she kind of, like, tries to, like, say, I just did you a favor Mm -hmm. And he's just like, sure. Yeah, right. Okay. Thanks.
1: Thank you for buying me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it's, like, a tense beginning to their... Romance that you can't, the way <laughs> the way it's framed, it's like the music is is just like swooning over the moon right now. so you can tell that they're Destined to come together at mm-hmm. some point, but right now it's it's pretty. Uh, I've seen a movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a fucking movie. Um, but yeah, we cut to the wheel of pain. Yes, they are
1: toiling <laughs> in the Caribbean. Um, yeah, they are pushing this wheel of pain. Uh, it sucks. And then this this like chain of, chain of events is like they're pushing, and then there's like a noise in the background, and then a guy starts hitting a uh like a bell of some kind i'm like what the hell is this guy doing and i guess it's like oh the dinner bell or like you have to guys come over to do to something else um and they start uh they go over and they are is it jeremy they're beating or is it a different guy
0: it's some other guy yeah this guy Jeremy later (laughs) yeah
1: this guy is getting flogged um i I like to say flogged better than whipping i don't know why i don't like to say, say the word whipping just not don't enjoy that um it he's being punished uh and basically for trying to escape and he's a rebel who's trying to escape um so what they're showing everybody is like if you try to escape as a rebel as a rebel slave um you're going to be branded with this little torch that's this little um oh iron whatever it is cattle prod i don't know uh branding iron thank you um it says F.T. on it, uh, which stands for Fugitive Traitor. Um, again, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if this is something that they actually did back then. It's very possible. I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, Jack Sparrow's brandished with just P, just pirate.
0: And it feels a little of, on the nose. No TV. <laughs> 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 just that's, that's the answer to all of the horrible things. Just all the horrible things. No TV. Things.
1: No so, but are we saying that they actually did do this?
0: I would imagine, yes. Okay.
1: So, they brand this dude on his face. Uh, no sizzle, by the way. Did you catch that? No sizzle.
0: 1935.
1: No. Nope. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: No, I I'm, I, haven't done a whole lot of research, but I've done some. Um, yeah, like Hollywood like censorship codes were very strict in the time. Uh, for a lot of weird things. <laughs> mm. But this is also when uh, things like homosexuality and stuff th- this is where like the phrase coded came from where you couldn't you couldn't actually say the word for the most part you couldn't actually write a character as such but you the way they Could would hint. work around that yeah. was they would like subliminally kind of like or subtextually rather like slip in things here and there where it's like if you know what to look for it's there but if if you don't then it's just there and gotcha. you know, you missed it <laughs>
1: But yeah, so uh, I guess we cut over to uh, Governor Steed, uh, who has the gout. And he's got these two dipshit doctors working on him. And uh, he's very upset with them. Uh, and it's pretty funny <laughs> because he's just a funny guy. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I need a good doctor. And he <laughs> I don't know how this man can dress himself. Actually, he doesn't. And now that I've been watching Downton Abbey, this guy de- definitely did not dress himself. So that's why he's a nincompoop. Um, and, uh, I believe that, I don't know who pointed out, like, oh, uh, that one slave, Blood, Peter Blood, he's a doctor. Um, uh, Arabella does. Arabella, I figured. Uh, (laughs) I figured it was her. She's
0: trying to get her man a promotion, damn it.
1: (laughs) But yeah, uh, he gets the job. He gets the new job. Um, I, I wonder... In 1685, uh, what? How did one become a doctor? Like, what was medical school like back then?
0: Mm, um, I have no idea, but I would imagine it involved uh, tearing a lot of things apart. <laughs> <laughs> Picturing a
1: kid like disassembling a TV, but that's the equivalent of them like <laughs> trying to like fix a broken arm. They've like cut like half of the torso apart like yeah we're just trying to we're trying to mend this tendon and they've got his ribs showing or something i like, think just completely mess it up
0: i may i might have the terminology wrong but i want to say 1685 were we still doing like things like
1: bloodletting like,
0: like it, it has it's not hum. i want to say maybe it's humors but there are a lot of yep. a lot of lofty, yes. like like pseudo like almost like alchemical concepts. yes
1: alchemy was definitely what I think the humors uh, came from like uh, uh, some kind of Greek terminology but it was it had something to do with philosophy but it, it made its way into um, into medical school uh, exactly so I want to say <laughs> we're maybe around that era where
0: it's like mm, I don't know if you actually know what you're talking about but you but because you have so many books behind you I'm mm. just going to assume that you're telling me the truth yeah i think i don't even think you you believe that you know something (laughs) i don't know that it's true though
1: (laughs) i don't even think phrenology was like around at this time um yeah i'd be curious to see what exactly being a doctor meant in 1685 because i think it'd be unrecognizable as anything at this point
0: Um, i would imagine a lot of nepotism was at work oh god the nepotism a lot of like accumulated like wealth over several generations just like well he looks the part <laughs> I feel like it was a lot
1: of boiling things and drinking them and a lot of snorting stuff to see well that does something hmm
0: yeah that and, uh, pouring booze on pretty much any open wound pouring open booze
1: on anything That that's what's insane is how long did it take them to realize like this guy's losing a lot of blood and after we gave him the liquor we really can't stop the bleeding maybe we need to give him some more liquor <laughs>
0: How many souls perished from that? <laughs> I
1: think that the Civil War would have had less casualties, honestly.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure dysentery was the greatest cause of casualties. Yeah, on the Civil you're War. right. Yeah, <laughs> that and gangrene. And so oof. much poop. So much feces. <laughs> actually, I read
1: that um, if you tried to uh, try to teach yourself to read, you would actually cause brain bleeding, and you would uh, die within a matter of minutes.
0: Well, I mean that's how you keep your population dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like no, no, no! Don't do that. <laughs> like you'll your brain will explode. What's a brain? What's a brain? You know What's what this brain you're talking about?
1: Get back to the front, all right? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, so he's got his new job, um, and I have here. Uh, he talks with Arabella now. Which conversation is this? Does he have with her?
0: Uh, so we have this brief exchange in the like courthouse. That's The only reason I bring it up is because it's comical. Because we have a fade, and we um, from Arabelle like giggling over the fact that it's like I think I just got my boyfriend, who doesn't know he's my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, So we fade from her giggling to uh, blood attending to the governor's gout um, in a courthouse, like in session. So there's like a guy who walks into the room who has a grievance, and he's like asking, he's pleading with the governor for assistance. And all the while, the, the governor's just complaining about his foot. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, actually trying to, like, carry th- carry through with things while, while you can tell he's not paying attention at all. And uh, he just kind of, like, stands up during the session and just, like, storms out of the room because he's, he's just, like, overjoyed at the fact that his, his gout, his foot, feels so much better now mm-hmm. uh, thanks to the efforts of Dr. Blood. And, like, I think he makes a decision, on, like, he makes a ruling on this guy's grievance having no fucking clue what the guy was talking about, so he just, like, casually walks out of the room and does it, and leaves the guy just stupefied in there. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, uh, there's just, like, a a little line here thrown out there that tells us that uh, blood has been working on his foot for two months now. So we get a passage of time from from that scene transition. Um, And then we walk outside, and uh, Arabella says hello to him, and uh, he kind of, like, pretends that he doesn't recognize her at first, I guess. Nice. Um, but he's like, a a lady should know her own property. (laughs) And, uh, she tries to like flirt with him, but he's pretty straightforward with her and says that she should, instead of like pouring all of her attention into him, she should be helping all the other slaves, like all the people that he arrived in port with. Um, and he refers to them as honest rebels. Um, referencing the fact that he's he was essentially collateral damage. He was just rounded up with a lot of them, whereas they were actually fighting for a cause. Um, so, basically, he's just like, you might want to think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, she takes off in a huff, but uh, because it's that kind of movie, um, as he's, like, walking away, he does turn back and he, like, shoots a look at her, like, well, I, I was rough on the girl, but really, like, she kind
1: of hot yeah. <laughs> um, um,
0: but then we have that scene with the two doctors
1: yeah so uh, this basically these two doctors are nincompoops um, business is not going well and uh, Errol Flynn comes in um, Peter uh, comes in and he strikes up some kind of deal with them that they're going to I don't understand what their motivation was it was like they're going to get him a ship somehow or they're going to give him money to get a ship I don't understand what their deal was exactly.
0: It sounded like they wanted out as well. Like they're looking for a way off the island as well. And they're not in good shape right now because their business was based entirely around attending to the governor. Mm. Has replaced them with with uh, blood. I <laughs> like that he walks in. And he's like, "How's business, folks?" And their response is, "There's two of Great. them. They're talking back." And he's like, "Terrible. Good. Terribly good." <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty funny, but. Um, basically, he's doing that thing where he's talking real polite like to them, but he's essentially threatening them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, as Kyle pointed out, Errol Flynn is like a head taller than everyone in this movie. He's and like guys, he's two heads taller than
1: he's like uh, Ian McKellen's stunt double standing over the Hobbit stunt doubles. Like he he's towering over everybody. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think it was done very intentionally because I I was telling you off air that like his wardrobe in this movie, generally he's dressed in in lighter colors than everyone else in the frame. Um, More often than not, he's the tallest guy in the room. And if he isn't, uh, whoever he's standing opposite is either seated or hunched over so as to make him look more imposing or more impressive. So, I mean, the 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 reference I made was it's like he's he was almost like the Steven Seagal of his day it's yeah like he, somebody saw that he had like superstar qualities and he really fucking did like yeah he's magnetic on screen he's so charismatic but I
1: think this is like one of the first like truly magnetic actors I've seen on screen like it's it's really crazy how I'm like watching him like I'm I am i am just drawn to him and I just want him back on screen it's pretty insane
0: but it's it's a case where it's like not only is it like pure raw just like Talent, raw sexual charisma, yeah. as the penguin would call it. <laughs> no, na- naked sexual charisma, as the penguin would say. Not only is it that it, you can tell that the entire production was rallied behind yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay, folks, we're gonna we're gonna give him the good lights. We're gonna give him the good clothes. We're gonna make him look like a rock star when he has a sword, even though he's not the best. <laughs> it's like we're gonna give him we're gonna give him every ace in the deck, um, because. We believe in him, and yeah. rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, but yeah, basically, this scene is him conning them into yeah. paying for a boat because he's still a slave. Like he's he's just he just happens to work at the governor's house, um, so he doesn't have any means of acquiring one. So he's planning an escape.
1: Um, so he's uh, he's he's hatching an escape plan with the boys, the the good boys that he uh, came there with, and they all really like him. Um, great guy. Um, he has a discussion with Nuddle, uh, down at the docks. Um, which, uh, he's just I don't I don't know what he's. It's just like we need this boat basically. Um, Nuddles all for it I guess.
0: You know, we have it's not a montage, but it's just a series of brief scenes yeah. of him checking to make sure that all the preparations are set for them to set sail at night. Oh yeah, this would um, have been a good montage. Um. I don't know how common montage was in the nineteen thirties. I wanna know what the
1: first one was.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually that's worth looking up. I'd be curious to know. Um, but he does have a funny line here where he, he mentions the fact that like he's checking off the list. He's like, So you have everything, right? And he's like he's like, Do me a favor, fetch a fetch a sub like a, a sum of timber about about this tall, yay wide. And he's like why and he's like lash it to your back <laughs> lash it to your back your, your spine's all out of shit <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's like alluding to the fact that like nuttle is kind of like the the eeyore of the group like he's he's mm. not he do, he's spineless so he's like telling him like fucking shape up motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah uh arabella uh, as he's leaving, she sees him down at the docks, and she's like, uh-oh, well, he's not going to be my slave forever if he's going to escape on that boat. She's kind of putting two and two together. She gets what, she, what, he's, up, what he's up to. Um, the plan is, is that they're going to leave that evening, and uh, I believe he's talking over with uh, Jeremy at this point, telling him, like, just talking over what's going to happen, and we learn that Jeremy is essential to the operation, as he is a navigator.
0: The only one they have. The only
1: one they have. Um, but, of course, uh, for some... This was a strange move on her part, but that had to get relayed back to the... Uh, it would be better if she was playing it kind of dumb. Like, oh, look, he was down at the docks talking to somebody, and she, like, confronted him about it. I think it would be a little bit better to do this, but she just straight up snitches on him because she just comes riding up with her Uncle Bishop, Uncle Colonel Bishop, um, <laughs> saying, I saw him down at the docks doing stuff. And... There's a confrontation.
0: What a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> What's that butt Um, well, same voice actor. Uh, okay, Oh, like um, Judge. That's or... actually Hank Hill. Oh, was that <laughs> Hank Hill? Okay, but he did the voice of both characters. So. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she she kind of drops the ball here. Yeah, um, she's not wise to their plan. Um, and as it so happens, uh, she goes riding. Uh, with peter blood and in the meantime though pitt jeremy pitt is taken mm-hmm. by uncle bishop and uh yeah he gets a flogging uh he gets a paddling It's not good so yeah. we keep cutting back and forth between the flirting on horseback and f- <laughs> and fucking torture essentially yeah. it's a weird it's a little emotionally jarring <laughs> yeah it's a little weird to be jumping
1: back and forth um yeah this is uh if you've ever seen a movie. Um, this is a pretty great kiss and slap. But basically, it's like, they're just going back and forth. Ah, oh, you're a slave, and blah blah, 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 The kiss, and then she slaps him. And then, um, <laughs> She
0: goes for a handshake, and he gives her a smooch. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up.
1: He can get away with it. Uh, apparently, he... He could. He
0: does. Yeah.
1: He could and does. Did. Doesn't. does <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he... We, we uh... We leave that scene, and then my next note is Governor Sne- uh, Steep snoring.
0: Oh, I need to stop you one sec. There's a great quote in here that I'm oh, gonna go butcher, it. so I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it in his voice, but um. So she slaps him after he smooches her, and uh, he says, "However far this slave may go, he won't forget." It's a characteristic we Irish have in common with the elephants, and then he just <laughs> gives a big grin and rides off. <laughs> He does have a lot of good lines, yes.
1: I have a few of my own. I just haven't gotten to my quotes yet. Yeah,
0: um, But yeah, the governor is asleep and he's snoring. And uh, blood is in the room with him and is solidly in the evening. And he tries to sneak out of the room. <laughs> but then the fucking clock goes off and it wakes up the governor. And he's like, I got an appointment with a fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you should bleed
1: me again. That was uh, a really good one. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's
0: 1685. So Blood does his uh, solemn duty as the doctor to the governor. And uh, as far as I can tell, he does, in fact, bleed him upon request. Um, But we cut from that, and he heads back to the compound where he and the other people that arrived on the ship uh, are being housed, uh, only to find Mr. Pitt uh, lashed to uh, it's almost like the stocks, I guess. But, yeah, he's been standing there pretty much all day and all night. Uh, deprived of food and water. Uh, so he's not in a good way. Um, and immediately he, like, runs up and he gives Pitt slash Jeremy some water. Um, and Pitt makes it known that he, he didn't talk. So their plans for that evening, he didn't he didn't tell him, um, which is essential to the success of the plan, yes. but obviously it caused a lot of suffering on his part. Who did this?
1: Bishop. Swine.
0: We gets a <laughs> good
1: swine in there. really <laughs> like that.
0: I need to remember that next time I have to say something nasty about someone. Swine. (laughs) Because really, that's mean when you really think about. But Mm -hmm. how often does that? How often is that the first thing that comes to mind? Mm.
1: Son of a bitch, douchebag. It's not the first thing. Yeah, definitely not.
0: And yeah, here's where like I noticed. Th- they did a little thing with like the cinematography on Pitt that I I don't know if this is me reading too far into it, but I feel like they put the pretty cam on him too, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lit in a particular way, um, and just the way his performance is done, there's something going on there, but it's also textual.
1: Yes, I uh, I have to agree with you. I was in a different movie in a different time. I would say that. Maybe there's something to him, if you know what I mean.
0: No, I, it very much seems like he has a particular attachment to blood. Uh, mm. may not be reciprocated, but <laughs> I want to say that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, again, I, I, my eyes tell me what they tell me, and I feel like he is lit in a particular way that is unique am- among the other male characters in the cast, aside from Errol Flynn. Um, and his performance supports that as well. So it's like, I, I don't know if this was, I don't know how calculated or how far to read into this, but it's something that I noticed and it wasn't isolated to just the scene. It's it's the entire movie.
1: I think um, he's supposed to be, like Errol Flynn is like, he's, the, he's like the, oh, what's his name? Blade Runner, 49.
0: Oh, Ryan Gosling? He's like the
1: Ryan Gosling where he's like, He's a young man, but like he's like a younger dude, but he's like the hot dude. But then you have like the boyish twenty-year-old hot dude for like the younger for the younger crowd. I think this guy might be that, like, because all the ladies were swooning over, you know, Errol Flynn, but might be going for like the younger audience with the the handsome younger guy.
0: Yeah, could could be. Um, I I don't know, but it's just something that my my eye picked up on. I just wanted to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. I picked up on um, it too. But I didn't yeah. read too much into it. Well, I mean, whenever it is we we get to a, uh, the adventures of Robin Hood, there's a character in there, um, Will Scarlet, uh, who doesn't have the same lighting kit as Mr. Pitt does, but occupies essentially the same role in uh, the script. I was
1: thinking exactly Christian Slater in The Prince of Thieves Robin Hood. Where I was going to say, because I, I think Kevin Costner's ugly as fuck. <laughs> but um, I was thinking, like, Christian Slater was like the heartthrob at the time, but that's why it it doesn't really make sense here because I'm like, uh, Errol Flynn is the heartthrob. I think making (laughs) two of the men in the audience uncomfortable, (laughs) the ones with wives.
0: (laughs) I don't know what I don't know what's come over me. I I gotta go to church. church. (laughs) I'm gonna beat our youngest
1: child. Uh, He's just been driving me nuts. I'm gonna take this out on him. Also, I'm gonna start ripping the filters off my cigarettes again. (laughs) Somebody else in the theater is like,
0: Here, here! <laughs> Smoke the gay away. God. That's what they did. Time, That's what they did. It's a different, it's a different time, folks. Chain smoked the gay away. Ugh. Um, but yeah, uh, Bishop arrives, and uh, he kind of tries <clears throat> to put a stop to um, blood helping Pit here by giving him water. Um, and they... They only have one thing to to strap people to, so 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 they they un, they unchain whip or pit rather, so they can put blood up on the thing and and Bishop only gets like one good whack in there with a with a switch <coughs> essentially, it gets like one good whack across the abdomen and then, uh we have a timely interruption, in the form of the, f- a fucking Spanish galleon <laughs> that arrives at the port and starts shelling the place. <laughs> Parts of the Caribbean. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, I, we get an on-screen title uh, basically saying, the uh, ship uh, hoisting the colors of King Philip of Spain has arrived. And it even uses the phrase, a timely interruption. <laughs> he says, ooh, a timely interruption. <laughs> Flash! <laughs> but uh, we get some lovely uh, miniature effects here in the form of a miniature ship, uh, shooting cannonballs at a miniature port town um (laughs) yeah we get some pyrotechnics and cannons and explosions and uh one of the on-screen titles uh refers to the fact that the the spanish are here to loot and pillage and celebrate in pirate fashion it's Mm. like (laughs) i'm pretty sure i know what that means that's not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) for people who aren't pirates (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, this is where we get that shot I was telling you um, about before we started recording where Blood has escaped during the commotion, and he's leading all of his his, his merry lot. It's essentially the merry men. Thank you. Can we just <laughs>
1: call him the merry men because that's exactly what it seems like.
0: Yeah, he's leading the merry men, and I noticed here that this is where it's really, really apparent that his wardrobe is brighter than everyone else's, he's two heads taller than everyone else yes and everybody else is like covered in soot and dirt and they're all hunched over and he's like leading the pack and looking like in charge yeah um but we jump some uh, drunk conquistadors um this is where we get some fun shadow play where uh, we we try to solid snake somebody who's coming around a corner and it just so happen- we see their shadow coming before they around the corner but uh it just so happens that uh it's nuttle it's it's our friend from the from the shipyard mm-hmm. um and he's in disguise so good thing he didn't murder him <laughs> but uh, we get to the boat and discover that it's burning and has been sunk yeah uh, so immediately uh, we devise a plan to hop aboard the spanish vessel um while while the majority of the crew are raiding the town and uh we just kind of, like, run down there and beat ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the Spaniards are drunk and they're singing in the belly of the ship. And we just, like, run in there with, with our band of merry men and just beat all sorts of ass. Yeah. Totally works. <laughs> yeah. Totally worked. Perfectly. Yeah. Well, it worked perfectly. Uh, <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Um, so, basically, they... Um, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So they take, uh, uh, presumably they take uh, control of the ship. Um, so the Spaniards have uh, gotten paid and they are heading back to the ship, uh, to the boat. Um, and this was the moment where Arrow uh, Flynn had a bit of an accent crack. Um, where he starts to yell at the guy. He, he yells something. He's, this is, I think it was one of those moments where he's saying something to the crew uh, that doesn't have to be screamed. But he is to the point you're like, is he talking to the guys on the boats? I'm like, oh, no, he's just talking to the crew. But um, this is where... Th- this is kind of violent. Uh, it was actually kind Extraordinarily. of... Extraordinarily. Sh- I was <laughs> kind of shocked. Like, there's no blood or anything, but it's pretty brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah, so essentially they, they like, rode the the galleon out out to sea just a little bit. Uh, so all the Spanish are hauling their sacks of gold um in a in rowboats, so there's like a dozen or so rowboats, like headed slowly towards the vessel. Um, they wait for them to get close, and they just open fire on them with all the cannons. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking joyful massacre. It is a <laughs> it's, massacre, yes. Like not one of these Spanish sailors survives. <laughs> and yeah, we get to see like little dummies get flung in the air, like little Spanish dolls get flung in the air via pyrotechnics. Uh, we get to see some poor guys, like, climbing over each other, trying to trying to stay afloat and whatnot. They get blown the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> like, everyone dies here. Everybody dies. And, yeah, uh, everybody on the ship, though, has mm. big smiles. Big smiles.
1: Hagthorpe, yeah, Hagthorpe was like, I used to be a gunner. I do like this scene where um, um, uh, Captain Blood comes up to him, and he's like, oh, he's just super happy. He's like, you were, you old... You said you were a You've gun. Done it.
0: You've done it, Hagthorpe. You've done it.
1: It's, <laughs> I mean, I really... That had to feel so great coming from him. Like, this Hagthorpe looks like chewed-up bubblegum, basically. And uh, Peter looks like Errol Flynn. So,
0: <laughs> it yeah. feels pretty good. <laughs> it's like, that really means something. Thank it you. means something. <laughs> coming from you. Really coming from you, that means a lot. <laughs> But um, then we get the scene where Colonel Bishop rows out there to thank them without knowing who they are. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so this is a pretty good scene where Colonel Bishop's like, yeah, I gotta thank those guys. They just bailed out the whole port. This is awesome. So he rows out there. He climbs up onto the deck by himself like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, he's surrounded, and the camera just like hands across all the faces, and everybody has these big shit-eating grins. Yeah. Shit-eating <laughs> like, grins. It's like, you're mine, baby. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they, they basically, like, do exactly what he did to them, like, inspecting them with his hands, so, like, they're just, like, poking and prodding at him, like, putting their fingers in his mouth and slapping him on the belly and stuff, and they're talking about hanging him, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Dr. Blood... Uh, is he's he's you know a stand up guy uh, he's he's honorable he's sh- chivalrous is the word very um, um which tends to be the case with swashbucklers they tend to be you know the white knight as opposed to like the the more han solo more kind of like you know gray scoundrel, area scoundrel kind of a nerf yeah. herder you know
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: scoundrel is the word but no he's a chivalrous man so oh stand- in a different
1: movie he would be a scoundrel if he was james bond he would be a scoundrel
0: oh absolutely no they're... <laughs> but um, instead of hanging him, uh, they just throw him overboard. Yeah. And we get we get a we'll meet again Spider-Man moment. Um, and Peter Blood, I'll make you pay for this if I spend mm-hmm. the rest of my life doing it. <laughs> I'll get you next time, gadget.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: see, I thought this was going to
1: be a point of contention with the crew because the one guy doesn't look happy about it. Like.
0: Yes, I did notice that. There I, was one shot of somebody looking like, Are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I thought that was going to come back up, and it doesn't. Actually, I like when the, it when they decide to go back to Port Royal, I do like how that whole situation is handled. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> the it, problem will actually fix
0: itself. <laughs> it's the shortest mutiny in history. <laughs> it's not even a
1: It was kind of a mutiny, but it just fixes itself.
0: Well, truthfully, it's just one of those, huh. Really didn't think that through. Moments. <laughs> like
1: yes, we uh, we get underway. Finally, we get underway. Um, and before we get to pirating about, which we don't even get to see, really, um, which is fine. Chivalrous. Um, uh, can't shovelers. show that. Yeah, I can't yeah. show that. You don't want to see what they were really doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we're going to uh, keep your imagination um, on a path because uh, we have to do the Articles of Agreement. Which I don't know why I like this scene of him just uh, going through the articles of agreement, um, to highlight a few. Um, he's talking about um, payment. He's trying to keep it fair. Something that could be a point of contention between um, a pirate crew very easily. Um, if you lose, I like I like this. So if you lose your right arm, it's seven hundred dollars. Left arm, six hundred. Uh, left leg, <laughs> six hundred, and then right leg, like. Like seven hundred. Like the well, point Kyle, is, they
0: didn't exactly have left-handed scissors back then. No, <laughs> I was
1: going to say like most people. Most people are right-handed, so it makes sense that he's doing that. Um, I mean,
0: in my parents' day, they were still teaching left-handed kids to use their right, right hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god, you just reminded
0: me <laughs> one of the funniest one of the funniest
1: stories I've ever heard. So my stepmother's um, my stepmother's father passed away a few years ago. And uh, he was he was an interesting guy. And uh, he had a very, he, his sense of humor was very dry. Um, but he, my cousin, he had never told the story before. And I was rolling. But apparently, when my cousin, when my cousin was uh, younger, he was like seven years old, they were fishing. Now, my he, he loved to fish. That was the thing. Uh, step grandpa, basically, he loved to fish. So he was teaching uh, my cousin how my cousins how to how to fish. So he was showing the one cousin like, oh yeah, this is how you do it like this. And he was showing my other cousin, he's like, alright, now this is how you hold it. And uh, he's like, no, you're holding it with the wrong hand. And he's like, you need to hold it with your right hand. He's like, but I'm left handed. And he goes, you're left handed? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're never gonna learn to fish. And he took the pole from him and he never taught him how to fish. (laughs) It was the funniest fucking thing. I don't even know if it was like Well, you're not equipped to learn how to fish or it's like, I'm not going to teach you how to fish left-handed or something. It's one of the funniest (laughs) things I've ever heard.
0: That's fucking great. It's
1: fucking brutal. Uh, (laughs) But the way he was telling the story, too, he was really sad about it. It really (laughs) fucked him up.
0: That makes it so much better. (laughs) It does. It's (laughs) not my life. (laughs) Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, so, article's agreement, so... So uh, there's
0: he, a, he essentially creates socialism on the boat. He does. He does create <laughs>
1: socialism on the boat. Uh, which is a dangerous thing at this time, I, I believe. Uh, ship.
0: Ship, I'm sorry. On the vessel. boat.
1: On the vessel. Um, <laughs> but here's a few things uh, that could get you uh, marooned, basically, with only a little bit of water, uh, a little bit of bread, and a pistol with one shot. Which must yes. have been popular. Uh, again, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um one of them was no being drunk on duty. I'm like, "Damn, really?" I'm like that's kind of like a pirate staple. That's a sailor staple. Uh,
0: Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum, man.
1: Dude. <laughs> you, people are hungover on duty. Um, <laughs> and the other one is no stealing basically. Like no like trying to take from uh, take from everybody else. And uh, no raping—that's a—that's a big one too. <laughs> not so eloquently has he put it, but we're just gonna get down to brass tacks here, yeah. In,
0: in a Mel Brooks movie, that would be the oh moment from the crowd, <laughs> <That would be. laughs> like all the other sailors, <laughs> or people would just be like, "That's what I'm walking." <laughs> um. Oh, one thing I'll point out that's not funny. Sorry. Um, is a. Uh, I feel like in retrospect, um, maybe we're doing some, uh some work with themes here where we had the wheel of pain earlier and everybody was toiling in misery um and then as we're leaving port here uh, in order to haul up the anchor we have a similar device also a wheel but everybody's like saying and joyful yeah because they're free now Um, he even mentions it one similarly the way we got to be in this predicament came via a courthouse with all sorts of laws yes that makes sense business like that and Onto this next stage of life, we have a similar circumstance, but again, done joyfully and with from a place of positivity. Um, just something that occurred to me.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and they'll follow him to hell. I mean, he whatever he says is gonna go. But um, I mean, fuck, look at him. But yeah.
0: <laughs> he could be a complete idiot. Yeah. Like, but look at him. But yeah, uh, we raised the skull and crossbones uh, upon the signing of the contract. And uh, the on screen title reads something along the lines of uh, Dr. Peter Blood is now Captain Blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I left the phrase with a ship, a handful of men, and a brain. Yes, and a brain. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that, and a brain. I just
0: wanted to say that that's like the that's one of the more interesting aspects of the character, is that he's he's clever. Mm-hmm. He's not just a brute, he's not just the toughest guy in the in the bar or whatever. He's he's also very, very smart. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yes, uh word has gotten back to King James, and King James is none too happy that uh there's a pirate down there making a name for himself. Um and he's basically getting uh together like we gotta find somebody down there to uh to capture him. And is this Mr Willoughby? Uh uh Lord Willoughby that's I talking I believe to, he's in the room, yeah. Um <coughs> Lord Willoughby uh mentions a little i actually have somebody who wants to do that sir uh colonel bishop wants that ass uh he wants it bad it's like acid in your mouth um he uh he he wants the contract basically and uh i guess the king is okay with that fine fine give it to him whatever I is he drinking at every every time uh that comes on
0: screen yeah, all all two times we see him. Yeah, I think <laughs> but just yeah, he, up. he's pretty he's pretty well sloshed every time we yeah. see him. Yeah,
1: feet up, knuckles deep in a brandy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Colonel Bishop is thereby promoted to governor, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So we cut back to Arabella, and she has a cute little dog with her. I don't know what kind of breed, but it's got one of those flat faces and floppy ears. Mm. Um, not my favorite, but it's <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, she's headed for England. Um, and uh, we cut back to blood ship and uh, it is payday and we get this long sequence where he's handing out everybody's shares so everybody gets a fair share as well as well as like uh, insurance or damage payments for any injuries they may have incurred mm-hmm. um, and we see a, a, little, a little bit where a nuttle shoots himself in the foot yeah. uh, to try and get Try to get paid, essentially, but uh, blood is wise to his game, and says so like, eh, "It doesn't count if you shoot yourself." Oh, <laughs> did you not keep
1: the? Oh, I was hoping you would write down the quote because it was really funny. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: didn't write it down, but it is clever. It's it's quick.
1: Yeah, he's like, "You don't get paid for shooting off your own toe," <laughs> yeah, and they all all the whole crew <laughs> loves it too. Um,
0: Others, sh- and we have a, oh. a a literal ships in the night, yes, uh, two ships <laughs> passing each other in the night moment where. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're at sea, and uh, Captain Blood's crew uh, spy Arabella's ship in the night. Obviously, they don't know that she's on the ship. We don't have optics like that back then. Um, <laughs> um, but he decides just kind of on the fly, like, I don't think I'm going to sink that ship. <laughs> today. So he very nearly killed that that hot girl from that island he used to live on. Because <laughs> that's essentially where they're at right now in terms of their relationship. Um, But, yeah, it's a literal ships in the night moment. And then we cut to Tortuga. Tortuga. Um, uh, Which, if you've seen a pirate movie, I'm guessing it's it's a fixture in most of those, most notably Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I did like that they... uh, the The on-screen title refers to Tortuga as being a place that is a home of an easygoing governor mm-hmm. <laughs> as in, uh, Kyle used the word debauchery um. Decadent. Yes, it is yeah. decadent yeah um, and also we get reference to someone by the uh, that is referred to as hard gaming French rascal Captain Levasseur Levasseur yes. Um, who is played by Basil Rathbone, Mm -hmm. who we are introduced to in the next scene. He's in the back of the tavern, which is a very rowdy tavern. And uh, he's in bed with a lady, presumably of the night? Question? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, I do,
1: one of my, I I really do like that first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I love the Tortuga scene. It's, because it's just exactly what I would assume pirates would be doing. It's just a constant Western bar brawl, just all the time. And I, I, I really do enjoy that scene. And they're doing something similar Similar here. It's yeah. a bit more PG, what they're doing. It's just happy and merry clinking of the glasses and, oh, we might have a lady sitting on our lap here. Again, assault. No, no,
0: no, no. you can't do that. This, yeah. this was back in the day. You had to have one foot outside the bed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like well, you can be in bed with a lady, but you mm-hmm. gotta have that one foot off the bed.
1: One of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie was because of this scene, too. Because I'm like, what is going on here? We have... Two men. I mean, they're in a bed, basically. We have Basil Rathbone talking with a harlot and uh, Mister uh, Captain Blood sitting there in the bed, too. I'm like, what's going on here? What, uh, <laughs> this seems a little progressive for the time. Um, it, it, it's a weird... I mean, I wonder what audiences kind of thought of that scene. It's like, it, it just seems out of place to me. I don't know what you thought.
0: Uh, it, they very quickly established the no homo rule here Mm -hmm. where um it's immediately like the second the scene opens it's like (laughs) like, where it's like uh they're competing over her um so they're playing this game where they're throwing cups in the air and shooting them Mm -hmm. and and as soon as one of them misses like i guess the the lady who it's a lady in the 1930s she doesn't really have a choice in the matter (laughs) Um, she, (laughs) she she goes to the winner um so I believe uh, Captain Blood wins because he's fucking Captain Blood. He's the best human human that ever walked the earth. Uh, So he wins the shooting contest and uh, immediately, because again, he's the best human being that ever walked the earth, Mm -hmm. uh, he hands the woman back uh, to uh, Levasseur because he's like, oh, you know, I'm not that kind of (laughs) guy. It's like, I play the game, but mm, don't take it that far, but who knows where you've been, madam? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, Viseur, uh, proposes a partnership. And it needs to be said, uh, Basil Rathbone is, I don't think he does a very good French accent. Um, he does a it very good. It works. It does. Um, for mostly because of is. the character, yeah, for what it is and the type of character he's playing. He's supposed to be a sleazebag. Yeah. Um, he's actually, Step what came to mind was, a. Uh, uh, the Disney Peter Pan Captain Hook oh
1: oh um, yeah oh my gosh he looks just like the Disney Captain Hook
0: yeah I, I want to say that that's what it reminded me of the most uh, interesting but again my my sample size with swashbucklers isn't very big though
1: yes but the Disney Captain Hook was a little bit more Jafar if you know what I mean
0: yeah very much so but mm. <laughs> Kyle just swished his non-existent hair
1: <laughs> you know but, what i mean that, when you were saying that you had to like uh you couldn't say things outright in movies you couldn't have it be that character but you can kind of like hey you get like it Note, it's <laughs> like note
0: the bent wrist, <laughs> note the bent wrist. <laughs> um but uh levasseur uh proposes a partnership and uh he's he's very proud of this idea He's not very bright, but he's very proud of this idea. He's like your brain and my strength. There's nothing we cannot do. Mm-hmm. And then I like that uh, Blood's response is like there's very little that I cannot do myself. <laughs> 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 it's like you're very drunk and I'm very capable. So maybe sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> maybe <you should laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, uh, shockingly, despite him kind of like pushing back on the idea, he does shockingly. These. Yeah, I did yeah, not
1: he, see that coming. <laughs> it's, again a point oh, of contention man. i'm like well this is okay well here's your villain he's gonna be shitty because you didn't want to be partners
0: well i think this is where you need to bear in mind that this is based on a series of novels yeah um so i'm guessing that's part of why we have so many title cards in this movie where probably this was told over many many chapters i wouldn't be surprised if a huge chunk of that first book was him not even at sea oh, just like this movie and this is probably like an example of um similar to like Robin Hood guy of Gisborne is one of those characters that doesn't pop up in every Robin Hood story but depending on which story you're taking a look at he's going to be a major player or non-existent yeah so I'm guessing Levisseur was like a character in the books that was maybe popular or something so just like you would see in an adaptation today like in a Marvel movie or something it's like oh we, I mean we got to get Moon Knight in there it's like Ooh. The fuck is Moon Knight? <laughs> <It's like laughs> but there's somebody, some nerd out there is going to be like, oh man, Moon Knight. <laughs> See, He's that's my favorite.
1: I think that's why nobody's tried to tackle uh, some kind of film or TV series adaptation of the Silmarillion, because there's a lot of characters, and uh, you, if you're going to be tackling that, you better be getting every single one of them in there. Um,
0: like I said, every character is somebody's favorite. So yeah, you got to get them all in there. <laughs> good luck casting that, Jesus. Uh, um, but <laughs> yeah, good um, luck
1: casting that.
0: <laughs> we uh, we do in fact draft a strict partnership. Um, so he's holding Levisueur to the same standards he holds his own men and yes. some. Um, and we get this beautiful line in terms of scripting Women will be the death of you yet, Levis <laughs> Hero. It's like, <laughs> put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. <laughs> and <laughs> I do pin.
1: like, as soon as he makes this thing, he's like, well, that was a really stupid thing for me to do, I'm sure.
2: <laughs>
0: glug, glug, glug. <laughs> no, the, the line is The greatest captain on the coast has just made the greatest mistake an ordinary fool could make. End scene. <laughs> And then uh, we cut back to England briefly, and Arabella heads back out to sea. There is a
1: butler. Uh, now that I've been watching Downton Abbey, there is a butler, and he looks like a bitch. Because Mister Mister Carson is a dude. That guy is. He is more proper than the family he waits on. That's that's how that's how crazy he is uh, as a as a character. But I saw this butler standing back there. I'm like, I know how. I know how this shit works now, so I know that that guy is like, that's the when the when the top brass are there, that's when they pull out all the stops, and that's when the butler's out there holding the doors and shit like that. Not just a footman. Gotcha. Sorry. Um.
0: So anyway, uh, Willoughby. Lord Willoughby. Yeah. Lord Michael Willoughby Go.
1: Here. For some reason, he Michael Go in uh, Sleepy Hollow popped in my head. i uh, <laughs> just like. Yeah. it doesn't really look like him, but for some reason, yeah, Michael Goh just popped in my head.
0: That movie is kind of trash, but I still enjoy it. I like, love.
1: Yeah. I, I really it, do enjoy
0: it's, it. it. It's very it's hokey, but it, but it's like the right kind of hokey. Right? It's like, probably this is dumb, but like, it's enjoyable
1: though. It's one of the most aesthetically pleasing films I've ever seen.
0: And for Casper me, Casper Van Dien, for Casper me. Van Dien, those cheekbones, man. <laughs> 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 handsome guy, Johnny Rico look it up (laughs) but but, um, anyway Willoughby asks Arabella uh, if she knows blood and uh, she's like "Eh, kind of and this is where he like makes it known that he's actually looking for Captain Blood um, but he won't say why at this point anyway Um, and sure enough uh, at first I I was thinking this was going to be a speak of the devil and he shall appear moment but uh, as it so happens they come across uh, Vergen Magara which is the island where Levisseur was to meet Captain Blood later on, and it just so happens that Levisseur is posted out in front of the island, and he happens upon Arabella's ship, um, fade to black as he orders them to fire on her ship. Um, and then uh, we're on the shore of the island now, so we're on Virgin Magra, and uh, Levisseur is demanding ransom on the shore. 20,000 pieces of eight. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that's a lot um, for 1685. Yeah. Um, but he wants to like hold the vessel and the, all of its passengers uh, hostage, Arabella in particular. Um, and <laughs> did you did you catch the torture rope he had? <laughs> he uh, had, he yeah. had some sort of rope with a bunch of knots tied in it. And he's like, he's, yeah. Well, he uses a phrase. Um, he says he's going to put it on Willoughby if he doesn't comply, and he says it can screw a man's eyes out of his head.
1: Yeah, I was, I, was like, I was thinking of the mechanics of this thing. I'm like, uh, how? I kind of want to see you do that.
0: I mean, are you talking some, like, counselor shit here?
1: <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, we're, we're going to just be... <laughs> <laughs> just, just basically corks, like, not where they really, thumb screws, except with the head kind of thing. Charlie M, you make me pop your fucking eye out of your head for Charlie M. I, like, putting his head in a vice or something.
0: I mean, we don't see none of it, but just the phrasing is like oof that sounds just awful <laughs> for 1935 Woo! yeah um, but sure enough before anything bad can happen uh, Captain Blood arrives mm-hmm. and he tells his boys to pretend they don't recognize the girl and uh, he acts the same so we get this like cold as ice moment where he walks by her and she's like <gasps> and he just doesn't even look he <laughs> just like oh he walking. ices her he ices yeah. that dude he ices her bro he knows what he's doing he's read the game oh yeah. no he <laughs> wrote
1: the game dude he wrote the game
0: errol flynn's game errol it, flynn's the game
1: in like flynn i really i hope that that's in reference to him in like flynn
0: what was what was the uh what was the phrase in reference to again
1: um, uh, basically if you're getting ready to score with a lady, because he was, it was like so easy for him to pick up ladies. I mean, clearly. Uh, but it was like, wow, it was like something to watch it was just like, watch him. He's going to pick her up here in like Flynn. And it's, it's been contested, but I'm going to continue saying that that's exactly how it was. I'm like, dude, you are in like
0: Flynn. I, I'm, I'm all for it. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Arabella doesn't say anything, but the way she, like, is swooning over Blood here, she's basically, like, Steven Seagal-ing him. Where Steven Seagal has a thing in most of his movies where someone other than him has to hype him up. Yes. He has to just talk at length about how fucking amazing he is. Mm-hmm. And she basically does that just by looking at him, just like, <gasps> Like, <laughs> just like... <laughs> anyway, um, Blood has this long dialogue exchange with Levisure where he's trying to talk his way out of basically freeing everyone and not provoking Levisure, which is impossible because this is an adventure movie and we need fucking adventure, goddammit. Yes. Um, but he proposes to buy uh, Arabella from Levisure, Le and uh, we kind of reenact the the auction scene from earlier when yes. she was buying him, um, and he, I think... We, we have this uh, funny bit where he tries to, like, pay for her in pearls. And uh, Levasseur has someone to them. And he's like, oh, about a thousand pieces of eight each. And he just kind of, like, locks eyes with the guy. He doesn't even look at his hand, but he just, like, closes his hands. Like, they're worth rather more, but very well. <laughs> he's like, you are screwing me. But I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> um, anyway, I... Uh, this thus begins the uh, the
1: sword fight oh, in the film. My favorite line of the film. Sorry. What's uh, that? Yes, as um, blood is walking away with Arabella. Uh, Basil Rathbone. Is it the
0: hand wave, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> there's, there's like, a, fuck you, fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> anyway, so.
1: uh, no, uh, Rathbone is like N- not having it. He's like, no. He's like, you will not take her while I live. And immediately, uh, Errol Flynn, or I'm sorry, Peter responds with, "Then I
0: will take her when you're dead."
1: It's just a good, it, it just uh, he just hits him right back with it. Love it, best, best one. I mean, yeah, it's
0: it's one of those things that you know it sounds not it in your head it sounds like perfectly natural what you would say but in the moment more than likely you'd be like no no <laughs> <like>, no!" <"N-uh."> uh. <laughs> but no it's perfect wait you'll not take her while i live then i'll take her from near you when you're dead <laughs>
2: you'd like,
1: mess it oh. up too then i will take her de- god yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shut up <laughs> then you have to throw throw the pocket sand out of him. <laughs> 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 the pocket sand that every
1: man had back then. <laughs> What's that, a bird? <laughs> ha
2: <Ha-ha! laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Is there any, besides him playing Gomez Adams, is there any movies of uh, Raul Julia being a uh, sword fighter?
0: I don't think so. Like <sighs> I think he was mostly known for playing really heavy, dramatic roles. Ugh. <sighs> But he would have been perfect. He would have been perfect. Been. <laughs> 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 I needed more of that man in my life. We all did. We all did. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, the hat comes off, so Captain Blood throws his hat off and we fight.
1: Yes, yeah, sword fight.
0: Yep, it's, a, it's,
2: it's not it's the best, not the best. <laughs> um, it's
0: it, kind of cool that we have a couple of location changes like mm-hmm. we make use of the scene geography pretty well where we like bounce from like a sound stage to like an actual beach outdoors. Yes <laughs> um, and I like that you could see the bounce board lighting where yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like. Huh, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's like a little jittery light source that's only on their faces. <laughs> Remember, this is a movie you were going to watch
1: one time, and that was when it was in the theater, so it d- exactly, d- don't worry about that. Don't, they won't even notice that.
0: But yeah, um, Levisura's fighting technique here is really funny, because I, I, I was making a wrestling analogy earlier. Where I can vouch for both of their skill in, in Robin Hood. They both look fucking great in that movie. Okay. this This one, you can tell that one guy, yeah. they're shooting wide, and the other guy, they're shooting close. Yeah. Um, so Basil Rathbone is essentially like jobbing; he's he's doing the job for Errol Flynn, making him look real good. He's, he's, he's Bur- taking falls for him. He's taking bumps for him.
1: Yeah, he's the he's the Bruce Lee, and Errol Flynn's the John Saxton, John Saxon
0: in uh, <laughs> into the Dragon*. Very much so. Um, neither guy looks bad. It's just you can no. tell that one guy one guy's having to work a little harder. You know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Levasura is defeated via a stab to the gut. And uh, we have a really classy line here. And that, my friend, ends a partnership that should never have begun. Correct. <laughs> um, um, the tide washes over Levisure as we fade to black. Yes, he is vanquished.
1: And um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Arabella and, um, Errol, uh, and uh, Peter have a bit of an exchange here. And he's thinking that she's going to be in a better mood. Like, she's uh, he's kind of like like... The, the flirting a little bit like kind of having a fun. bit of
0: a role reversal here yeah where he was the rude one before but now she's kind of indignant towards him
1: yeah uh, which is i i guess understandable a little bit um
0: well she he did i know i know it was 1685 but he did just murder a man in front of her mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that. i mean a lot of chicks would probably be into that but like well, not could, all of them.
1: You could duel back then, couldn't you? But you had to go to like a private place. Like, don't do it in front of the women and the children. But you can kill this man if you'd like. Oh, what a, pa- what a, paperwork, dude. <laughs>
0: <hard. laughs> Got to get your papers in order.
1: A fair duel. Can we bring back fair duels? I'd be okay with that.
0: We have that in Washington. You what? Yeah, we have that. You can do that. Yeah. Um. You you have to have an officer on the premises, and you both agree to. It's like fair combat law or something. Holy Phoenix Jones used to do that to people. Shit. Yeah, Phoenix Jones, who we don't talk about anymore. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Oh, I know who he is. Bad, yeah, you know who he is. you yeah. lived there long enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how he used to do things. Is he would step to people and like there would be a cop nearby, and he would have somebody agree to fight him. <laughs> no kidding. And, and you know, somebody somebody is presiding over the event, and you know it's. It's I, it's a local law, as far as I know. I don't know if it's all Washington, but it's definitely Seattle.
1: Well, that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> I was not it's aware like, of that.
0: It's like the fair combat law or something, I forget.
1: Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway um, I guess uh, sh- he's going to let her and uh, Lord Willoughby go or something
0: uh yeah he I like that he tries to flex his treasures on her mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like look at these diamonds have you ever seen diamonds <laughs> she's like you just murdered a man oh do you
1: remember the guy who just murdered me? he had it coming he, was <laughs> it's a like, he totally had it
0: coming it's like oh I we, we got our papers in order he signed the contract he knew it was coming <laughs> my dear he was going to take you whether you liked it or not <laughs> um, <his> style but- <laughs> But yeah, uh, he he's really kind of savage to her actually when she's not returning his affections. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a dude. At, he's
1: not a dude yeah. who's used to getting shut down.
0: Yeah, he actually like straight up says like, "I will remind you that I paid extra for you, <laughs> and that you and you belong to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're my property." It's like, "Fuck, dude, yeah, dude. <laughs> you're saying all the wrong things." But, um, he storms out in a huff. And he goes out to the deck, and uh, he's he's mean to Pit, to Jeremy, who is the navigator. And uh, he demands that they set sail for Port Royal, because he's trying to take her home, essentially. So he's pissed, but he's not so pissed to the point that he doesn't maintain his chivalry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, Willoughby and Arabella have an exchange independent of him, though, uh, in his chambers. Did you notice
1: the camera work here?
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: there, um, it's rocking slightly. Mm-hmm because we're on a ship it's and it's it's very cool actually it's, yeah it's finding a
1: way to rock it, how it's doing it is it's kind of just uh looks like it's just zooming in ever so slightly on each one and then when it shows the two of them in frame yeah it's kind of just tipping a little bit
0: yeah you're right it is done via like a zoom and we're like pulsing kind of mm-hmm. we're, we're like pushing in and pulling back like ever so slightly it's the only and time i noticed it yeah i mean we're on a ship in other instances in this movie but um, this whole sequence in particular, after Arabella's been rescued, um, yeah, I noticed it big time. It, mm. it it's kind of neat. I liked it. Um, I know what they were trying to do, even if it didn't achieve it. <laughs> it, it it was a not, like I get
1: what you're trying to do. I'm like that's kind of working.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Will be in Arabella. They have a, a exchange here, and <laughs> he remarks, "He's not such a bad fellow for a pirate." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she's concerned, though, that they're headed to Port Royal because she knows that her uncle has it out for him. So she's worried for uh, Captain Blood's safety. Um, and Willoughby remarks that he's chivalrous to the point of idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's pretty good. Um, we get a weird jump cut here as well where it's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, shazam, our drinks are full. <laughs> it's like, it's like... <laughs> but um, um, yeah, we have a... Uh, a mini-mutiny here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that uh, everybody walks up to Captain Blood, and they don't really say anything, but uh, Jeremy's in the front of the pack, and Captain Blood just looks at all of them and like locks eyes with Jeremy, and he just says, You too, Jeremy? As in, like, I I expected this from all these shitheads, but not you. It's <laughs> like, You're the good one, Jeremy. God damn it. <laughs> Not you, Jeremy. i was uh, leading you on a little bit. I'm like a hooters waitress, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the the shortest mutiny in history because uh, they all say like we're not going to Port Port
1: Royal. <laughs> Point Royal. They're not going to Port Royal. Does he reverse psychology them? I. That's kind. Of, it's not reverse psychology, but it's very close to that.
0: 1685, Kyle.
1: <laughs> it's very close to that. Yeah, none of these guys. That was black magic back then. Uh, that was. Like <laughs> 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 oh man uh it's like walter and out in uh, cr- uh grumpy old men it's like you get people to think uh, get people to do what you want them to do without asking them it's yeah. called manipulation <laughs>
0: <laughs> captain blood has me thinking in circles he does
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah how it how it happens I mean, he's like um He's like, well, we don't really want to go to port. And he's like, well, I guess I'm not the captain anymore. like, well, we're not saying that. And he's
2: like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and basically he's just like, well, I guess I'm not the captain. And I'm like, we're not saying that. And I'm like, well, I guess you guys just don't trust me then. And I'm like, well, of course we trust you. And like, well, let's go. And they're like, well, all right. And they're
0: like, Wait, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> I mean, this is literally Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah. No, yes, no. <laughs> Rabbit season, duck season. Oh, no, I've
1: gone cross-eyed. Um... <laughs> Uh, yes, they uh, they decide to go to uh, to Port Royal, and uh, French ships are attacking Port Royal. We find out.
0: Yeah, Port Port Royal, Port Royal. Under, port royal. I'm sorry, it's because what? I can hear myself in my headphones, and it makes me it makes me a little derpy. What
1: what what is the movie where the guy talk? There's like a he's like a priest or whatever is talking like
0: that. Marriage, sweet marriage, sweet marriage. Rob. Twoo wub. What it's is... Princess Bride. Thank
1: you. My God.
0: Yeah, the line is
1: wub, twoo wub. I'm like, I'm like, it, I'm like, is it Mel Brooks or not Mel Brooks? No, it's uh the other guy. Me and Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Reiner whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I will give him Spinal Tap. Uh, I, you know, Spinal Tap is not Mel Brooksian, but Princess Bride is a little Brooksian.
0: Very much so. Um, but yeah, we get to Paltwoyle. And it appears the ships are... F- you yeah, not stop doing that. I'm to keep doing it. No, just- it's actually easier for me to just say it that way, because I'm going to screw it up. Potwile, um, yes. But they appear... The French ships appear at the harbor, and they're fighting. Um, there are two of them, and they're just shelling the fuck out of the port. Um, and so we rouse our crew, Captain Blood's crew, and uh, Willoughby claims that the... He's the one that knows the... F- The ships are French um, because he's the one that has been in England within the past three fucking years, um, unlike anyone else on this ship except Marabella. Um, But he reveals to Captain Blood and the rest of the crew that uh, France and England are at war. Oh, you guys didn't know that? Yeah, well, it's totally a thing. (laughs) Um, And uh, the port is likely being attacked because of Captain Blood, because all of their resources, all their sailors and vessels have been patrolling the seas looking for him as opposed to guarding the port so we have this interesting dilemma where it's like oh shit my pirating has c- caused harm to some people i know uh, namely like the governor and oh yeah that shithead bishop who i don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's it's arabella's home goddammit and i have real estate to claim there <laughs> Um, she's pretty hot It's <laughs> she, like locks eyes with pit she's, like, she's pretty hot she's pretty, pretty hot <laughs> um, Willoughby urges his blood to fight for his king which uh, again this is a reference to earlier in the movie when the judge was telling him "Like you'll do your duty for your king he's like I thought I was doing my duty to my fellow man <laughs> um, so this is again the king being thrown at him as like a, a reason why he has some sort of Obligation, um but it's a different king. Yeah, so uh, Willoughby reveals the whole reason that he is at sea, and that was because he was sent to conscript blood as a form, like offer him a formal commission in the king's navy. And he's like, "Fuck the king!" And all the other, so- like all the other sailors on board are like, "I'd rather." It's like I would serve him with a rope necktie. Like, fuck that guy. I'd rather it's the guy that's. I'd
1: rather suck my own dick off than give fight for that king. <laughs> hear hear, hey, hear,
0: hear. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, the crew hates the king. Um but will it be reveals uh we time out, we 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 have a new king. Uh w- William. It's, William of Orange. It's the kind Dutch of f- guy. It's kinda of funny
1: how this all plays out. It's like we don't want to serve the king, but bu- 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 bu-. it's a different king now. You didn't hear about that. I'm like <laughs> Seems like a ruse. Is this a
0: ruse? <laughs> it's like, Are you just telling me what you what do you think I need to hear? Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is really timely. I mean, like <laughs> cannon fire is going off. I think in the background, it's like pff, pff.
0: it's a different thing. Yeah, and, you know, mind you, Willoughby's in the middle of all this, so he's just like, whatever I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever the fuck. Um, but, yeah, uh, Captain Blood does refer to King William as good King William, so apparently he knows of him as by reputation prior to his kingliness.
1: I haven't heard um, a movie about him yet, so I'm assuming that's true.
0: I mean, it's not Prince John, so can't be the worst. No. Um, and it's not Richard, who was apparently just in the, in the desert. Or all Edward,
1: or King George, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, uh, William, I want to say is the Dutch guy, um, William of Orange, who is a big deal in the Netherlands. Um, okay. I want to say that's the same William, I could be wrong, but. Possibly. Um, that's literally all I know if that's him, but. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the crew springs into action, and uh. Because Captain Blood's not dumb, uh, he flies a French flag, so he can sneak attack, um, which is not exactly chivalrous, but you're, you're outnumbered, See, you better pi- do what you gotta do.
1: See, that was what was great about being a pirate, you were just uh, just one step ahead of the curtain like you were, like we don't have to be honorable, like that's how we can get away with this shit, and it's like, well why would they fly a French flag if they're not French? I mean, nobody does that, who does that, honestly? <laughs>
0: I mean, second King of the Hill reference I'll make on this episode is a it. scene where Hank Hill is trying to outrun uh, a pimp from Oklahoma City, uh, voiced by Snoop Dogg. Okay. Um. So he's driving. He's driving, and he comes to a red light, and he he comes to a like a light, and he's like, "I got a plan." He's like, "I'm gonna speed through that red light." And he's he's so proud of himself, and then Snoop Dogg appears in the rearview mirror. He's like, "That's a red light! You can't do that!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> he broke the law. <laughs> I think that's
1: pirate. People were just really dumb, and pirates were like, you know, we can just like lie, right? And like,
0: oh fuck, yeah! I didn't I mean, think about I, that. Call back to the patriot. That's kind of how the American Revolution was fought.
2: Revolution.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, we fly the French flag, and uh, Pitt is really, there's a funny bit where Pitt completely cock blocks Arabella, where she's like, oh, I need to go to him, I need to see him before he goes into battle, he's like, "No, he's busy, he's busy, <laughs> he's busy! <laughs> and he pushes her into a rope boat, <laughs> and he's like, women will not be on the deck when we're fighting. Yeah. And he's he just, like, kind of ushers her off the deck.
1: There's actually uh, I haven't finished the book yet. I, I got about halfway through it. It's a fucking long book. Uh, Weed the drowned uh, by a da- it's it's extensively written. Uh, it's a Danish writer, and he spoke with like scientists about like uh, like the the sea there basically, and like th- this goes from like generation to generation to generation in the book. But there's a really vivid. Um, uh, description of warfare like this on there they specifically talking about sailors like getting grogged up before battle and stuff and it was really interesting to read um, if if nothing else, just reading that uh, kind of that first chapter would be interesting, uh, especially watching movies like this
0: yeah, i 'd be interested in that. I think the sea is a very fascinating place, um, mm-hmm. mostly because it, as as drunk and fucked up as a lot of those people are. Being at sea requires a level of competence that you, you can't get away with on shore. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times you'll find that sailors are very uh, particular when it comes to competence and things like that. Like, like I, I noticed that in my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, really, because being at sea, it's like you don't have that safety net of just having a grocery store down the road. So no. No. You need to you need to be able to keep the ship running. So you need to be a jack of all trades, and you need to be a quick decisive
1: peanut butter bread and dip those are the three things you need to survive the navy
0: (laughs) well that's the navy i'm talking like just like surviving at sea at sea like on a fishing like on a fishing boat or
1: something peanut butter bread and dip are the three (laughs) things you need to survive at sea and maybe some fresh water
0: um but no that that would be interesting um also uh Master and Commander, if you're wanting a more realistic Navy movie from... I don't know how close to this time period. I think it takes place later. A little movies. bit later, yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a more realistic Navy movie.
1: That's one of those movies I always wanted to watch it. It looked really cool. I never got to see it when it came out. And I've heard from multiple people that it's shit. And until recently, I've heard from a reliable source that it's actually fantastic. So I
0: wouldn't call it fantastic, Um, but it's a handsome movie, um, especially if you like the sea, but there's a reason it didn't get a sequel despite being based on a massive book series. No kidding. Yeah. I I wouldn't call it fantastic though. What was it up against?
1: What, in what year, what was it up against?
0: Uh, probably a lot. I think one of the Lord of the Rings came out that year. Oh yeah. You can't, I I think, I think Return of the King maybe. Oh, there was no fucking (laughs) way you were going (laughs) to even
1: get close to touching Return of the King.
0: Yeah, it. I think it was one of the Lord of the Rings movies. But the point is, like, it's good, but I, I wouldn't oversell it. I think okay. that's doing a disservice to the movie. Um, this person's it, a pothead. Anyway, uh, we get some more. We get some fun miniature effects here. Uh, some lovely miniature ships blowing the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Um, And uh, our sneak attack ploy works as we slip between the two ships and we fire on one of them and utterly just decimated. Just like relentless cannon assault. This thing goes down. um, And (laughs) I like the detail that Captain Blood's like, quick, hoist hoist the Union Jack before we fire. (laughs) It's like, we're going to be honorable while we're pirating, god damn it. Um, Um, So yeah, they put up the British colors and then blow up that ship. I missed something.
1: Was he going to. Did, does he take the knife down the sail? Does,
0: am I, is that a different movie? That's a different movie. That's it. many pirate movies. So. <laughs> I thought that
1: <laughs> happened in this movie. I was waiting for it to happen, then I thought I missed it. It was definitely. Maybe. Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean came out in 2003 with Master. Yeah, and nobody went to see that. Um, <laughs> Matrix Reloaded, uh, Terminator 3. Oh, it came out Nobody no- went to see that. Master and Commander came out in November,
0: so. I mean that's right up there with fuck you it's january <laughs> james spader alien hunter excuse me
1: yeah <laughs> what james spader alien hunter hour is, and 30, that, the, that, is that that is just the name of a movie it's alien hunter but james spader It it's just james spader alien oh,
0: hunter. You, you got me all excited i thought the official title was james spader alien hunter <laughs>
1: no oh man <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like, like, I was thinking, is that like a documentary or something? <laughs> <laughs> is that a self-financed documentary?
1: <laughs> this is going on my watch list right now. Sorry, keep going.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the one French ship goes down, like, without a fight at all. Um, and yeah, the, the carnage on display here is actually pretty brutal. Um, really good and varied special effects here. A lot of rear projection shots, a lot of miniatures. But also a lot of, like, full-scale sets and props just getting blown the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Borderline dangerous stunt work. Probably. More more than likely actually dangerous stunt work.
1: Yeah, the two ships going up next to each other, like, it's fucking chaos. Uh, I don't know how they pulled that off.
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) I know they made use of stock footage during this sequence. Oh, nice. um, From a silent era movie. Um, so maybe before the unions. <laughs> so. I can
1: tell it was a little bit Power Rangersy, where I'm just like, this is the same thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it,
0: doesn't, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb, but there's something weird going on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's black and white, so it just kind of blends together, and it's old. Um, uh, I mean, well, yeah, that's. go ahead, sorry.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, that second ship... Uh, Fights back a bit, so it doesn't go down like a chump like the other one. Um, and we're engaged in pitch battle. And uh, I like, I like the Captain Blood has a line here: "These French gust these French gunners must have learned their trade in England," <laughs> because he's complimenting them on their marksmanship. Yeah, or dissing them for being French and going to school in England.
1: <laughs> Somebody says, "Like, uh, should we, uh, should we attack that ship?" He goes, "No, we'll board a ship that's not sinking." Uh, I that it was, was great. I love that, that line. Great. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to use that at least once. think so like, No, we board one that's not sinking.
0: Uh, but yeah, we start sinking and we're losing men. Um, but we like grappling all the ships together. So we throw like grappling hooks over the over the side of the other ship and we pull them together. This is a classic moment in naval combat of this era Uh, Mm -hmm. they definitely have one of these scenes in master and commander Mm. Um, it's a big melee so we're no longer firing cannons at each other we're just gonna hop on their deck and beat all sorts of ass Um, and because this cast is almost 100 percent white and there are ropes nearby many people swing on ropes Mm -hmm. you gotta (laughs) you gotta drop kick people via a rope swing it's just it's it's got to be done, and I'm pretty sure some people hop on some banisters here. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's just got to be done. It's swashbuckling tradition.
1: We haven't mentioned any of his one-liners, but there's a character Reverend Ogle who he literally just uh, comes on screen to give like a one-liner and like a, a Jim Varney face, like mm. uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. But his one-liners have been, were pretty good. I, I had to give it to him. He he wasn't it reminded one-
0: me of a uh, Pete Postlethwaite in Dragonheart, where he's quoting scripture and shooting people with arrows
1: i know what you're talking about yeah um oh, what the fuck there's another movie i'm thinking of uh where somebody's doing that say oh uh saving private ryan there we go oh yeah uh, barry, pepper. barry pepper yeah sniper
0: yeah it's a it's a thing killing people and quoting scripture yeah <laughs> um, but, boondock saints oh, or whatever oh fuck that yeah. We did that.
1: We, <laughs> we did all of that. I forgot that we did those. <laughs> all of it. Um, you which way. Yeah, Please make that third one. one.
0: I will watch it if he makes it. I will watch. It.
1: Take my money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut up and take my money.
1: Shut up and take my money.
0: <laughs> and it's like pure, pure ironic entertainment.
1: <laughs> I think he's already drank a hole into his brain. I don't know if we're gonna get that third one.
0: I... I I'm just waiting for some sort of update on Troy Duffy. Just, just no, I'm like any. I'll anywhere.
1: Google it. Let's finish up this movie. We're almost done
2: here.
0: Well, yeah, uh, we, we're engaged in this big melee, all sorts of swords and punches being thrown, um, and uh, we basically just kill everyone. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Like most of uh, most of Errol Flynn's involvement in this battle is actually just reserved to a couple of close-ups here and there of just him like poking some people with a sword. Um, this may have been a case where it's like he's the star of the movie like we're doing a lot of like stunt fighting here where we have like crowds of people just like slamming into each other and stuff but it's like maybe not him like, yeah. he's Like he's got like 30 other movies to do this year <laughs> so yeah. like yeah maybe not him so like he, his involvement in the fight is actually limited um, for the most part but yeah we, we win the fight um, we have a couple of fades back and forth from like a drum and like a sinking ship um, then back to the drone and then a whole pile of guns and swords symbolizing the you know surrender of the french um and then the british flag is raised to symbolize british victory mm-hmm. um and then uh we we see colonel bishop but we don't interact with him just yet but uh Arabella is back at Port Royal and she happens upon Captain Blood and we're all like dressed up now so we know that there's been a passage of time so we're we're dressed to the nines it's it's like the end of Star Wars it's like essentially like the the medal ceremony scene kind mm-hmm. of it's like the big grand farewell um, but she's distraught that like oh my uncle's going to find you and he's going to beat your ass and it's like mm-hmm. have you seen me fight woman <laughs> um and uh, oh, yeah, suck he's his eyeballs of, out through his nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like slightly. He like kind of negs her here. <laughs> like 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 he said he wrote the game.
1: He wrote uh, the game.
0: Yeah, but he uh, he takes her to hide in the the courtroom, like the governor's office. And she's like, "Why are we hiding in here? This is the first place he's gonna go." <laughs> um, but he's like, "Oh, me and the governor are on best of terms now." <laughs> and, but uh, the colonel returns and Willoughby is out front of the courthouse and he stops him and he says, like, hey, King's not too happy that, like, you left your post when the French came to town. They bombed the shit out of this town and you weren't here. So yeah. you're fired. You're
1: fired.
0: Yeah, so he send, he's like, the governor. The new governor is in the office. So you better go in there and, like, take your licks. Um, and he steps in there and Arabella's putting on a show. Like, she's doing, like, acting within a movie. Like, acting, acting. So, yeah like real big acting. Real broad. And uh, she's pretending to plead with the governor. And she's like, oh, please spare him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she sits on his lap. And uh, he has his, his hands tented. Like, his fingers tinted from yes. his face. So, um, Uncle can't see him. And he's like, what is this? This is most unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Captain Blood looks up from his hands and he says, "Good morning, Uncle." Good morning, <laughs> Uncle. And I uh, hats come off and she gives him a peck on the cheek because got to make room for Jesus. And, <laughs> for <laughs> and, and uh, the end. <laughs> so it's, yeah, we get it's uh, a. The it's in. assumed they conter- they continue their relationship, oh. although he's a strapping man, he could get whatever he wants yeah. <laughs> elsewhere
1: pretty much uh i do like how it just ends i was watching it like the end i'm like huh and then i'm back on prime again i'm like oh shit like we didn't have in credits we already know who was in the movie we we're done leave get out of the theater
0: <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's how it worked actually. yeah like, usher comes in, it's like get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy
1: the movie get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> uh well yeah um, this was, you know, my my first pick of the month. Uh, I very, I'm very happy with this choice. I I hope that you are very happy with this choice. Um, most of the movies I'll be doing this month, I I haven't seen um, except for one, uh, which you haven't seen. So it it's gonna be pretty balanced as far as um, catching up. Like I think for the most part, it's gonna be a bit of mutual catching up.
0: Yeah, uh, our catching up on black and white month is more than likely going to be. Kyle's picks, mm-hmm. uh, being as I had pretty much all of last month, so I figured this would be a good opportunity for him to just, you know, take us where he will. <clears throat> um, but yeah, this was a fun one. I, I wish it was just a little bit shorter, <laughs> um, but it is it is very fun. It's very charming just because he's so fucking charismatic.
1: Charismatic, like, magnetic, whatever, yeah. He's all <clears throat> of it.
0: Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, looking forward to more black and white flicks. Um, I'm pretty sure I won't have seen almost all of them as i haven't seen that many black and white films but um if you'd like to check out some of our other episodes or other content uh, we do have a website you can look us up at catching up on we also have a twitter at catching cinema as well as an instagram at catching up on cinema so feel yeah so feel free to hit us up there um I'll either respond or I won't. It um, kind of depends on my mood.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah.